All right. Hip hop, bibbity bop. It's Hotline League episode 79. I'm joined right now by Mark Zimmerman. Uh, in about 45 minutes, 40 minutes, we're going to be joined uh, by the developers of Team Fight Tactics, newly announced game mode, actually game, but they're calling it a game mode from uh, from Riot. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to Alienware. I just did a show with them earlier today at their booth at E3. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I have some other cool stuff. We also announced today that we're doing uh, Hotline League Live at Rift Rivals. We'll probably talk more about that later on in the show. Uh, but first, I want to introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman, onto the broadcast. How's it going, Mark? Great. I feel like you've done hip-hop baby bop before. I know, but uh, I, we're pressed for time. We're starting so late that I was hoping that no one would realize that I'd done it before. All right, that's fair. We yeah. got to get this shit on the road. At some point in time, we got to start recycling it. Because uh, I'm going to run out <laughs> it's, of it. It's never too early to recycle content in my mind, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm going to start releasing These my viewers first... Are too first season of lcs you know how they're doing all the, the it's like wow classic and final fantasy yeah, 8 remake the remakes i'm gonna re i'm gonna release high fidelity versions of my season my my first first lcs season interviews actually i can't because gamespot owns them uh i'll find other stuff to really release. make it make them dmca you make them try it well i'd rather them not anyway I was going to say, you know, fans are just too fucking dumb to realize you're recycling content anyways hey, for cheaper dollars. We, listen, They'll never notice. We, I love the fans. Um, I don't even think we have fans. We have viewers. Anyway, Mark. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we don't have fans. No one likes us. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I don't ever, I try to avoid calling anybody. I, I feel like it's very egotistical to say my fans. It's like I have viewers. People watch my content. I, they, they're fans of the people I interview, not fans of me. Mark, I say fans. Yeah, I know, because you are like that. Uh, what have you, what's going on with you? What's your last week been? You told me to save it for auto chess and TFT. Okay, well, uh, I mean, you, you can, you can reference that TFT is coming. I'm just, is that the only thing that's been going on in your life? Pretty much. I mean, Did I was you go to E3? To about the servers. No. I was, so I was sick. That's, that's, okay. what's, that's what's going on in my life. Uh, oh yeah, that's why we put one of the reasons we postponed the show on Monday. Yeah, so I got I came down with a little little stuffy nose and a cough, common cold, toughed it out. Yeah, you feeling better I now? I left my room. <laughs> better. Uh, I'm doing Academy tomorrow, and I feel like I could I could I can do it. I'm basically fine. I'm just worried about being contagious. I could I could technically wear this. Well, if you get the Academy player sick, I mean it's not a big deal. It's, it's gonna be fine. Well, I'm, I care more about the the caster I'm working with. That so that I just want you to be aware that your microphone gets shoved up against your face whenever you wear that. So just now it was uh It was interesting. an enjoyable auditory experience. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh so did you get a chance to look at any of the E3 stuff that got announced or any of the games were excited? Elden for? fucking ring, boy. Elden Ring? Yeah, George R. R. Martin and FromSoft. Oh, yeah. Miyazaki. Do we even know what that is though? Oh, that's like no. it's it's kind of like a Bloodborne type or Dark Souls game, right? Yeah, they said it's from what I heard, it's closer to Dark Souls, like slower and more RPG. -y, yeah, especially compared to like uh, Sekiro. Well, uh, George R. R. Martin is like the perfect person to have do that, right? Because like those Dark Souls games are all about dying, and he kills all his characters. I think it's interesting because George R. R. Martin writes long ass books, and a lot of Dark Souls and those kinds of games lore is explicitly like not given much context so it's uh. like supposed to be mysterious so i'm interested to see what it how it comes together honestly that trailer was like mediocre it was like from 
director Hideteka Miyazaki and George R. R. Martin, and it was like super hype. And then the rest of the trailer was like, eh, I don't really know. What's yeah, going it's because you like, don't. They, don't, they can't things. really show any gameplay or anything, right? Yeah. So they, if they just showed those two lines, I would have jizzed my pants already. But then the rest of it was just like, what am I watching here? Yeah. So uh, overall, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Baldur's Gate three because I love Larian Divinity Original Sin two. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Everyone who likes RPGs should try that game. And now they're making Baldur's Gate, so it's just like D and D RPG game. It's gonna be fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, Animal Crossing, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, I don't know. What about um, you? I'm I was excited about the cyberpunk stuff because uh, I think that game is really interesting. It's cool that they announced a release Keanu date for Reeves it. Keanu is my hero. I mean, it was it was a nice little moment when he walked out. The audience, uh, the audience, oftentimes doesn't respond positively to celebrity cameos, so I thought it was cool that they did that. I feel like the reason they don't usually respond positively is because they bring out dumbass celebrities. Like, not not like the celebrities are dumb, but like there's just zero reason for a fan to be excited. Like, our generation grew up on the Matrix and loves John Wick, so like, yes, Keanu makes a lot of sense. I saw ESPN had Mike Tyson on to talk esports, and I was like, "Why the fuck would I care about this?" No offense to ESPN or Mike Tyson, but like, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't there a Mike Tyson punch out game? That was like thirty years ago. Well, ESPN's living Is there a new in one? thirty years ago. Um, <laughs> like like most yeah, media just, companies. I'm, just, I'm saying like, there's certain people who our generation likes from mainstream media that you could bring over, and it would probably go really well. Yeah, like. I don't know. If fucking Billie Eilish was in Cyberpunk 277, whatever, like, that would be a, an overlap that makes sense. I don't I know. People Google like that. Google Billie Eilish. Jesus, Travis, get in the loop. Okay. American singer-songwriter. I can't... Okay. I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, let's just actually talk about League of Legends for once. Uh, what... So what? We're two weeks into LCS. Yep. And we're going to the third week. We normally do the show on Mondays, but we're doing it Thursday because you were sick and because we wanted to get the Team Fight Tactics guy ons, guys on. Biggest news of the week, of, obviously, is Team Fight Tactics. As I mentioned at the start of the show, we will be having uh, the devs on from Team Fight Tactics. So any questions you guys have about that? Um, I already did a video, so I don't want to rehash it too much. But I'm very excited about this game getting announced, or this game mode, whatever you want to call it. Um, I think it's going to be sick. I, I've played a ton of auto chess. I know, Mark, you've played a ton of auto chess. You probably played way more than me. So I, I play a lot, but I also don't do it efficiently. So, like, I'll play not ranked because I hate waiting for QIHL lobbies. And then, like, half the time, this was complaining about, like, I drop. So I play a lot, but I also watch a lot. Like, I always have an auto chess stream up pretty much 100% of the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm I right now I'm yeah. not I'm not paying attention to this. And show. you've played. I've only played two games of Auto Chess, but you or sorry of Team Fight Tactics, but you've played uh, much more than that, right? You were in there for maybe a full day. I was in there for basically two days, but you know, there's like sessions, and it's not like you're playing eight hours a day. So I I probably played around six to ten hours, and probably around ten to fifteen games. I, awesome. I wasn't really paying attention, so cool. I've, I've played a good amount. All right. Well, uh, I'm excited to talk more about that. I just, I'm just so happy that it's actually hitting. Happening? Yeah. Like, Riot's doing something that isn't a top-down control-one-character-on-a-map thing. Ugh. That would be sick, though, if they did. What else? What, all, what are the other big things that we can talk about just to prime the pump for the callers? Uh, uh, 
in terms of scene stuff, I don't hundred really T continues to fail. Yep, hundred thieves is booty hole. Optic is surprisingly great. Uh, Team Liquid and TSM are struggling a little bit. Uh, Golden Guardians looks good. FlyQuest doesn't look that good. Clutch looks okay. Rick Fox Clutch promoted to Iron Two. He's got the climb don't have going. Much to say about that. Okay. I'm not going to pick anyone. Don't even try and get me to pick you for that. Uh, should I do the spiel? Yeah. Should I spiel it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just get into some right. calls because we're starting a little bit late. So. Yeah, here we go. All right. If you've never seen the show before, the way this works is I'm spamming uh, in Twitch chat the Discord link. You're going to want to go ahead and join up there. Once you get there, you can join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2. Uh, mute your microphone once you get in. And then in the Pleb Topics text channel just above, you're going to go ahead and post whatever it is you want to talk about. You think 100 Thieves needs to burn themselves to the ground and build back up. And it's never too early to start. They should wait till the end of the season, whatever you want to say. If we like your topic, we'll pull you into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. And once it is your turn, we'll do a quick mic check before we pull you in onto the show. Uh, and uh, we should say if you are a sub, thank you for being a sub. You get access to the subtopics chat. You can put your question in there, um, and that will help. Uh, you get a little bit of an advantage over some of the other people because that chat moves a little bit slower. I've also been informed that Rick Fox demoted again today. So... Wait, he's back to Iron 3? or what? I guess so. I guess so. Chat was saying. I, I think the last time I heard, he got Iron 2, and so he must have gone back down to Iron 3. That's very sad. Uh, but his team's doing much better than him, so that's good. Um, and then... Uh, oh, the other thing. I don't think... The last time we had, it was Greeley on, and that neither the Dignitas announcement nor the Immortals the announcement had hit. So that's the other thing. We can talk about those two teams coming in. Of course, those are really big. I, I guess I... I had taken it yeah, for granted. Yeah, I kind of wish we, we had him then because I would have loved, not like I'm trying to be antagonistic, but I would love to have heard, like, what is his perspective on the whole, like, you didn't pick Immortals, but now they're kind of buying their way yeah. back in, like, weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So anyway, do you want to start grabbing some calls? Yeah, I was waiting for people to get in because we kind of just blitzed in here. Yeah. That's fine. Um... So uh, while, while Mark is doing that, I want to give a couple quick shout-outs to some folks. Uh, Jack for subbing, Sharon, Sharon, Emu, Sharon Emo, Zafra Glucinamon uh, for 12 months in a row, one year. Thanks, congratulations. Uh, Rent a Balloon, 8, I love you chat for 19 months in a row. Smilsap, 917 for 16. Poro and Mars for 11. Jordan for 18. It's Kyler for 7. Ryan is for 3. And of course, Project Cream Pie. Tier two sub for 15 months in a row. Thank you, Mr. Alienware. Thank you. Um, we have our first. We do have our first caller. That was quick. Yes. Breezy. Hey. Welcome hey to the show. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Uh, it's about an hour south of DC. Gainesville, Virginia. Uh, well, what do you want to talk about in the show tonight? So, uh, first off, I think that. I believe Team Liquid won't finish in the top two, possibly top three in the regular season, although I still think they'll make finals. You, so you don't think that they'll finish top two or top three, but you still think they'll make finals? You, and you don't know yes. if they're going to win finals or not? Um, I mean, I'm a Team Liquid fan. I have been since the curse days. So uh, if, I had to, if I had to say yes or no, I would say yes. Yeah. But there are... Two and two Five. right now. They lost to CLG last week, and then wait, who did they drop? Was it FlyQuest? The Echo, Echo, Fox. Echo Fox. Echo Fox. Echo Fox. Um, all right, 
Mark, what do you think? Or, or should should well, first off, sorry, can you explain a little bit more on why you yeah, think they're going to go to finals, bit. but not? Yeah, sure, sure. So I don't think it's so much that um, it's so much the slow start of Team Liquid and that they're uh, not as good as last split or anything like that. I just think other teams have made more surprising, unexpected, uh, I guess, upgrades in their play. For example, like I think you mentioned at the top of the show, Optic is uh, playing really well. Team Liquid faces them. Uh, I believe on Sunday, so that'll be a pretty interesting matchup to see, because uh, I think if Optic wins and they might, you know, and if Team Liquid, as long as they're not, you know, throwing or anything like that, uh, they could be a real deal. Also, I think Golden Guardians are playing really well. Um, they're three and one right now above Team Liquid, and uh, let me just I have their schedule right here, but uh, I could see them going possibly. Yeah, because next week they play Golden Guardians on Sunday. So I could see them going possibly 2-2 two and two in the next two weeks. Making them 4-4 four and four in the middle of the pack. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, this isn't even necessarily that hot of a take anymore, I think. I mean, do I mean, you, I, you think, like, because a lot of people will say, like, okay, usually teams come back from MSI and they don't look that great. Um, and I and this has happened the last couple of years, and I am not necessarily surprised to see this happening again. But I would be surprised would if they don't fun. figure their shit out, right? I would be. I would say it's more surprising than the previous years because you could arguably say that this was the greatest, you know, NA achievement internationally. You know, some would argue uh, for CLG, but I think that the fact TL beat IG uh, puts them above. And the fact that even the greatest NA accomplishment, the greatest NA team internationally, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but the greatest accomplishment that they've had uh, can't come back to NA and at least, you know, not be, in my prediction, they'll be four and four in two weeks in my personal prediction. If that happens, I think that even with the past uh, NA teams coming back from MSI, I think that's still a disappointment. Yeah. Why do you think that, and I know we just went S in the chat, it'll bounce back in a second. Why, okay, if you are skeptical about their ability to finish at, well at the end of the split from a record standpoint, why are you so optimistic that they'll make it to finals? I think with the combination of the slow start and then the schedule that they have right now, like I said, next week they face Optic, then the week after they face Golden Guardians, if they continue to play either at or around the same level, I'm not super sure they're going to win those games. The week after that, they have Cloud9. That's a game they could totally drop. Cloud9 is a fantastic team. Well, I mean, they're, they're um, going to play most of the league like twice throughout the rest of mm -hmm. the split. So I don't think it's necessarily like uh, crazy. I mean, you can look at the schedule, but it's we're only two weeks into the schedule, right? So they've got mm -hmm. the vast majority of the split still ahead of them. Uh, so it's, it's hard. It's not like we're at the end of the split and you're like, well, these last yeah. final two weeks are going to be really hectic. Mm -hmm. That's why I said that, um, I, I, I think with just the fact that it's best of ones and that again, I don't not, I'm not sure how long this slow start is exactly going to go on for. I know they talked a lot about, um, kind of, you know, grinding this week and, you know, maybe all my thoughts will change based on what I see from this weekend, but just what, from what I've seen so far. Uh, with the best of ones structure that they have. And again, I don't think they're going to be bad or anything by the end of the split. That's why I said top two or three. I could see them easily getting uh, third place. But I just think 
that another team or two or possibly three have just better records. Not that they're better teams, but that have they, they have better records by the end of regular season. Mm. Okay. Here, here's where I think Team Liquid's going to struggle a little bit is like, from what I can tell and from what I've heard from the team, they are kind of burnt out and they mm -hmm. wanted to get a break, a, a larger break before the season started up. Uh, and then they didn't really get it. And then they came out and they've not been great so far. And like they want to grind, or like I don't know, grind's the right word, but they want to be successful enough that they get first or like lock top two by, and then they want to be able to take a break. This is from what I've heard. But the problem is they're not playing well enough to like get there, and so mm -hmm. I I'm concerned that's going to create this kind of problem where like they're motivated to want to earn themselves a break, but they're not motivated enough, or like they're they're burnt out enough that it, it it's feels like a slog and it's difficult to get that first position then it has this kind of like doubling down effect where you're not earning your break by working hard now and you're not putting in the correct kind of like effort and work right now to earn that break so like yeah. neither happens and they just get really fucking tired uh throughout the regular mm -hmm. season um and so that's how i think that they wouldn't secure top uh two or or one you know i think if it's this thing where like they're looking at since if they're sitting at like six and six after you know six weeks or something mm -hmm. like not great then they're like oh god like we're not even gonna get a bye and yada 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 we just gotta make playoffs now and like you kind of get in this tailspin but from a skill perspective i agree that they should absolutely still make finals uh so mm -hmm. i think the fact that they also have to play in rift rivals and have that kind of schedule whereas a lot of teams might take a little bit of time off, take a three-day weekend, then then do it. You know, maybe Team Liquid does that and just says fuck Riff Rivals. Maybe they do the hundred thieves and make the entire region hate them by playing their poopy academy team instead of them. I really hope they don't do that, but like, who knows where they try and get this break? Mark, yeah, you... I think. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, I think burnout is definitely a more mental attitude. I think either uh, Jensen said either with an interview or you, with uh, you, Travis, or it was either Loco. I forget. But he said, like, you know, even the on-stage matches in LCS, like, just for a mid mid versus mid matchup, he doesn't really get anything out of it. Like, mm. he doesn't, you know, if, if you're playing internationally, you're playing against the best in the world, people, you know, quote-unquote, at his skill level or above. And at LCS, he's facing, you know, people that usually are not as good other than, I would say, Bjergs and, and you know, possibly Niski, maybe. Yeah. But that's kind of where I'm at. Mark, uh, let me yeah. ask you, I think at the end of last split, when TL lost those games at the very end, I remember, I think I interviewed Steve, um, or maybe he said it someplace else, and said like, the, oh, they should have just put the academy team in after they had secured the spot, because it would have given the players a little bit of a break, and then suddenly they were forced to play these games that they didn't really care about, but they still had to, and then whatever. Do you think there's a world where they should have, for the first week, started the academy team to try to give the main roster a break? Because right now they're burned out, and it seems like we're all in agreement that they're playing worse because they didn't get this break. The broadcaster side of me says, fuck no, they should I mean, not yes, play their academy team. That would be really bad, right? And quite frankly, yeah. part of me feels like they should... Like, Team Liquid could have done it just to... Uh, teach Riot a lesson about making, giving them so little downtime before the season starts again. But I mean, yeah, it would be hilarious if it's like in the second match, the show of the week is TSM versus Team Liquid Academy. Finals rematch as Mike Young <laughs> goes off against his former team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, I, 
so from the broadcast perspective, like, of course not, they shouldn't do that. As a coach in their position, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... I, per- I personally think I, that would, if I was the coach and I knew, because I, I just graduated college recently, so I understand burnout. By the end of my senior year, I was just, you know, so just done. I just had no motivation to do things anymore, especially like homework and stuff, although I end up doing it, thank God. But um, so I realized how big of a kind of mental block burnout can be. So that first week, I would have probably put in the academy team. They might have still gone one and one losing to TSM, but beating Echo Fox instead. I could totally see that happening, considering Echo Fox are one and three with their one win against the, you know, burnt out team Liquid week one. Yeah. I mean, Echo Fox has a tough schedule, but I think it's fair to say that, like, it's a little bit of hindsight bias because if I was the coach, I would kind of be like, all right, guys, like we're still sort of informed from MSI, you know, like even if we have been a little lazy and we're maybe a little out of meta the last two weeks, like we're still really fucking good. So let's go out there and crush it for these first five or six weeks. Let's get ourselves a playoff spot locked. Let's get ourselves in a good position for a buy. And like maybe we can take a break towards the end of the season, kind of like we did last split, you know, mm-hmm. that's how i would have wanted to approach it now it's easy to say and like oh well they're only two and two so they should have just took the break now like yeah if i knew that they weren't going to be able to win like if they lost the tsm okay but then if they go three one you at least are feeling better but the kind of random losses while having big leads feel really bad yeah so i i, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of hindsight confirmation bias to be like they should have taken the break now mm-hmm. i don't know no, i just sense. worry because when i did that interview with peter right before the start he was talking about how burnt out they were and I was already yeah. pretty concerned, and I I was surprised they beat TSM. That was the really weird thing for me was I I expected them to go. I think on the show I might have predicted that they were going to go two and two or that they would lose. I think I predicted they'd go th- one and three. I don't know. Whatever. I just expected them to lose that TSM game, and had had they lost it, they would have gone one and three. I think TSM just for some reason looked. Uh, yeah, yeah, they not easily could have lost that game, but the TSM draft was. In my opinion, really kind of disrespectful. Yeah, and going really going for a like way late game, when yeah. based on t- against TL's draft, so that could have easily been so one exa- and three. So. Yeah, exactly. And then I would have been right. So, damn, mm-hmm. TSM's draft because I could have been right. The, that would have been nice. The real, pro- um, the real profit. I would. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Okay, okay. So I guess back to your main question. We'll wrap up the call. Is there a world where TL finishes outside of the top three or even top four, still makes it to finals, and we are all like, okay, well, that was a thing. Um, I yeah, I would I would say if I had to make a prediction of who's going to be top three above Team Liquid, say they get you know fourth, uh, all the memes and stuff. Um, I would say I think Cloud Nine, TSM, and Golden Guardians. I Golden don't Guardians think placing team. above Team Liquid. If I had to make a spicy Team Liquid fourth place, you know Optic is four as undefeated right now. I, I I'm I'm aware. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anybody thinks they're going to maintain that. But uh, yeah. it is an interesting thing. Mark, do you think you do you see a world where TL finishes close to middle of the pack? Yeah, I don't think. I think fourth is starting to get a little low. Uh, Again, this is just by pure record, not better team. No, I know what you're saying. I'm saying yeah. even that's a little low because they're a lot better. Like it's it's hard to lose games to CLG mm-hmm. <laughs> consistently, you know. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. But but I, I could think, see them uh, getting I think third. Outside top two. 
yeah, yeah. I could see them missing a buy. I could really see them getting off. third. It's just hard. It's hard mm -hmm. to imagine a world. And maybe this will happen, and then this will get clipped, and then I'll make a ton of money on it <laughs> uh, whenever it gets a ton of views and I look like an idiot. But um, <laughs> maybe it's hard to see a world where Golden Guardians places above Team Liquid or maybe any of these other teams other than C9 TSM. It's just hard to see that. So No, I got you. That's why I said top two or three. I personally definitely think they'll get You said third top three or four. To yeah, top three or four. I think they will end up third, but if they end up fourth, that really won't shock me. Based yeah. just the way that how they're looking now, if they continue looking this way. Crazy, thanks so much for the call. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, have a good one. You too. On to the next cool. caller. Uh, what's funny is there's a, a a basketball game going on right now. That's a very big deal. So our viewership is a little lower, and I'm realizing the chat is mostly talking about the basketball game. Um. Did the game end? I'm waiting for the chat to tell me when the game ended. All right, Man Basketball Manuel. Game? Yeah, I think people are. Oh, it's over. Raptors won. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Oh, what? Now our viewership okay. can boost. Oh, Man Manuel. Manuel. Um. Yeah, whichever way. It's it's fine. <laughs> okay, Manuel. Uh, where are you calling from? Um, Santiago de Chile. From Chile. Yeah. Holy crap! We haven't had an international caller. Uh, at least one from South America in quite some time. So, hey, thank you. Welcome to the show. What time is it there? It's um, 11.45. 11.45. Okay, so not too bad. Yeah. Uh, well, bad. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Okay, so I've realized how Optic's future in probably medium long term is looking pretty bad, especially um, as they're going to transition to becoming immortals. And just expanding onto that, I think also Crown is going to stay in the team for a while. Um, just because there's no other team in NA that needs a, uh, some mid lane replacement, as well as there's no one that's um, like really worse than him, that's not an uh, NA resident. Are you saying that uh, optic situation is going to be bad? Yeah. Okay. In, in, in the medium to long term. Okay. Uh, Can you give some actual time frame around yeah. that? So probably. Like, uh, so medium. Yeah. Meaning like a year, or like what does that mean? When when I say medium to long, I mean probably end of some uh, summer summer split and just beginning of next season. Okay, so you think they're gonna have a rough off season, a rough summer split, and they'll start next year rough and spring split. Yeah, I, th I think they're gonna start declining really quickly. Why? Okay, first off, they do have some talent and they have some great players right now, uh, mainly Crown and Medios, but. They have some big glaring pro problems. I think, especially in the top lane and support and support, um, Dokla is clearly not the best top lane in the, in the league by far, and his sample seems really limited. And the support, uh, the, the support players in Optic are leave a lot to be desired. I think. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. But didn't you say, especially with Immortals coming in, how does Immortals play into this? Yeah, I mean. It's it's not, not not so much of a, the morals change, but like nothing much is gonna improve after that. So I'm trying to say. Okay, so nothing's gonna I mean, change. Okay, go ahead. I, I I would say my thoughts on optic are. It's hard to say how good they're gonna be once people start actually targeting them in draft correctly. Like the fact that Dokla got Poppy for that game was very surprising to me, and he keeps getting Poppy. Uh, 
Crown feels like he has a, a deep enough champion pool, he'll always find the answer. Meteos has enough for champion pool, he'll probably be fine. Bot lane, they can be a little hit or miss. So, like, maybe with some better drafting against them, teams will start figuring them out. But at least they have a play style right now where a lot of teams are like, we don't really know what we want to do. Like, FlyQuest is like, we're skirmish heavy. It's like, no, you're not. TSM's like, we're going late game again and not picking two, like, flex picked hard carry soul laners like we were doing in spring. And, like, we're not camping top anymore. Like, a lot of teams feel like their play style is uh, kind of random. So even if Optic isn't the greatest in skill and some of their support pieces are pretty average to below average, like at least they have a team identity right now that they're hard committed to, which I think will give them a number of wins over teams like Echo Fox, who are a little confused, and some of these other guys, especially until they figure it out. So even if they don't actually finish as the top six team in the world, they're at least you know, they picked up enough wins early in the season to make playoffs. So I, th I think it's very possible for Optic to make playoffs, even with a bit of a come down in the coming weeks. They haven't beaten any of the great teams yet because the, their strength schedule has been very easy, but I at least like what I see out of them. So, oh, yeah, I, 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 oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I like, totally agree. I, I, I really see Optic in the, as, a, as a really middle of the pack team, probably between sixth and, and seventh place, but not much higher than that after every other team figures out um, what they have to do. Just because of the sheer talent that other teams have. Compared yeah, to I think sixth, seventh place will be is about right because it's hard to imagine. So like they beat hundred thieves, uh, who's just a free win seemingly. Clutch, who's like a toss up. Uh, I mean, Mark just mentioned that they're easy schedule, but CLG and FlyQuest so far. FlyQuest is one and three. Oh, sorry, FlyQuest. Anyway, uh, it's just it's hard to look at that team and be like, I know they're up at the top. But it's hard not to see them having one of those situations where we've, we've seen this with teams before. They look really good, and then they'll just go on like a, a zero six streak in the middle of the split, and they just yeah. like clunk out. And it feels like there's a world like this weekend they play Team Liquid and they play TSM. So if you told me there's zero two this weekend, that seems really believable. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. And then and then even Echo Fox and Optic, or sorry, Echo Fox and Golden Guardians, which is their next week, feels like maybe a, a harder uh, fight than any of the teams that they've played previously. So it definitely feels like, you know, I think that's part of the reason why we're not all freaking out about Optic being in the first place right now. It's just, uh, it's hard to believe that that team is going to be near the top. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think, I mean, it's kind of interesting. You say medium to long-term in reality, like summer split plus the beginning of spring is just like the next, if you not don't count playoffs, it's like the next, three months of their play, you know, uh, the next two months in spring and or summer. And then you've got like maybe the beginning of next. So I don't think it's that crazy of a take. Um, but, and I also, the other thing is I get, I bet you immortals isn't going to do stuff with that team. They're going to like, especially if you compare the difference in the announcement around from dig, uh, where like they came out, they did an interview with an incredible interviewer. They may, they like really tried to show what they like. Hey, we're coming back. Whereas Immortals just really issued a press release. I get the feeling they're just gonna like let Optic do their thing, and then they're gonna roll on next year and probably change a lot. So I actually don't know if they'll have a uh, interesting spring split or like a slow spring split because I think that roster is gonna probably look a lot different at the start of next year. Maybe they'll buy by Cloud Nine Academy. I, I think they're actually like it depends how invested the Immortals organization is, and it's kind of speculative right now, and how quickly that kind of or how cleanly that handover goes. But like, 
I don't know what their contracts are, but if you have Crown and Meteos as your building blocks, like I actually think they can turn a pretty good team around for sprinting if you can make some upgrades in some of those other positions. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have a hard time condemning them, you know, into 2020 right. when right now they, they look okay without like Optic was one of the cheapest rosters based off your thing, right, Travis? Yeah. Uh, that you, you put out. So like if Immortals comes in with a little bit more money, makes a splashy move or two for like an import top laner and gets like, I don't know, Cody son and who the fuck knows the support. Like it could be a fine team. That could yeah. be a, a fifth, fourth place team, which isn't terrible. Hey man. Well, uh, any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Sorry. We have to rush the next two callers since we got team fight tactics coming up. No, that's it. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much for calling in. And it's always really cool whenever somebody takes the time to stay up late or is in a, a different yeah. country and makes this work. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good one. All right, two more callers to go. Mark's going to go grab them. Thank you to Mario for six months, uh, NA Alistar for 11 months, Big Pen with the Prime, King of Seas for six months, Alpha Fox 11 for four, and Astral X Lord for two. Uh, getting in the next caller here. Any second, if you're just joining, we will have the Team Fight Tactics folks on in about 10 minutes or so. Assuming they're able to add me on Skype, which is what I'm working on right now, trying to get them able to uh, join up here and on the Discord because we need them in both places. Let me check my email. Okay, nothing yet. Uh, how, how are you doing, chat? I've had such a good day. I didn't watch the uh, thing. I'm sure a lot of Warriors fans are disappointed. Uh, that's unfortunate. You guys look like you're having a good time. Normally marked... Oh, here we go. Ron Blade is on the show. Ron, is that how I'm pronouncing it? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Oh! Are you, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Sydney, Australia. Hey! Sydney, Australia. An amazing place with amazing people. Uh, Absolutely. We, had, we have two back-to-back international callers. What time is it there? It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, my topic is just about how uh, the original kind of owners, like Jack and Steve and Reggie a better chance of building a fan base around their team because they have a real stake in the league. And so uh, they can actually build a fan base that's around something other than just winning. Although obviously these guys now have been winning. Uh, Whereas like new owners coming into the league, it's so much harder for them to build a fan base around anything other than winning because they don't really have any kind of connection to the scene and the culture and and everything else that's going on. Ah, okay. So at first I was going to say, well, hey, look, all these guys are invested considerably in the league. And, and it's kind of hard to have this conversation because obviously TSM, Cloud9, and TL already have fan bases. Um, why aren't you yeah, including... Think about... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I guess I think about someone like Steve, though, who really um, did a good job of keeping uh, excitement and interest around Team Liquid even before winning. Yeah. And then I think about someone like, you know, Sebastian Park coming in or this new guy, Dig, and it's like... These people are maybe cool and interesting, but they don't have that kind of pedigree and league to to build an excitement around them. And I, you know, I just think about how, you know, on the broadcasts, sometimes I want to interview Steve, even though he's on a team. You know, he owns a team that has Double Lift, that has Jensen, that has all these names, and yet sometimes they want to get Steve because they know that he's like a person of interest to the community and people yeah. chat to him. So, so why? I feel like it's oh, go ahead. Stumbling for new teams to come in. <sighs> So why didn't you mention CLG in that list? Yeah, I guess because um, 
you know, like in the current era, they don't have that same kind of strength of leadership. You don't, I mean, you just don't feel like hotshots involved. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not as old school, so I don't, you know. I thought it was, is he still that involved? I thought it seems pretty public to me that he is no longer like that involved in the operations of the team. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think he is, but it's just an interesting conversation point, right? Because we're talking about three old teams who, you know, like the, the people and the brands and all that stuff have been around forever. CLG, unfortunately, should be in that situation. I'm just kind of bummed that they're not. Well, I think to, to the caller's point, you know, like I see Steve at the studio, maybe not as much as, as I used to, but like he's still clearly really invested in the team and like is a part of their day-to-day stuff. And like they have the TL training facility right there where he's like around the team nonstop. I don't know how frequently that George is at the CLG training facility. From my understanding, it's it's not very much at all. So even if even if we wanted on the Riot broadcast to interview George, it's like, what question do I think I'm asking him that like, someone else on his own staff wouldn't know better whereas like you know maybe the coach for for team liquid is better but steve lance they're like you know maybe reaper is a better interview or some things but jack has like more of like the the team perspective whereas like i'm not even convinced george is the right guy to interview about clg yeah if you want to ask team questions so i totally get what the what the caller is saying about like yeah they're old and they should have the roots but he, it feels like Hotshot's so divorced from CLG at this point that he's not really synonymous with the name, whereas Reggie, Jack, Steve still kind of are. So so two other, well, three maybe three counterpoints to this little Ron. So one, I, I very much in some ways agree with you. The only thing that's kind of interesting about this is, and it, I think part of it is, it's not just those individuals, which obviously Jack, Steve, and Andy know the scene very well. Um, though I don't know how much invo- how involved Andy is in terms of like brand decisions and all that, but uh, the interesting thing is 100T. So if, uh, for those of you that saw the LCS Team Pass power rankings, which is very fascinating, you can go look and Riot tweeted out how many people have bought the Team Passes. 100T is fourth. Now maybe they're close or they're very far behind TL because you're right, C9, TSM, and TL are up at the top. 100T in a very short time have built uh, like a pretty good fan base, despite the fact that they've been absolutely terrible this year and had a terrible showing at Worlds last year, one that got them a lot of enemies um, or at least haters. And so I feel like 100T is a pretty decent counter argument. The other counter arguments I would make is that up until um, maybe like a month or so ago, CLG was run by Nick Allen who was working at Riot from 2013 until uh, 2015, 20, yeah, maybe 2015. Um, actually, maybe he was there, whatever. He was there for several years and helped run the league. And that wasn't enough to really, like he clearly was invested, knew the scene, et cetera. And that wasn't enough to really get CLG many more fans. And Golden Guardians also has Hunter uh, at the head of their organization. And he ran the league for a while as well. And that hasn't, I think, really helped out GGS too much. It's not until this year with Danan and Anero uh, coming in that I really feel like we've seen a lot of changes at GGS from a I fan perspective. A couple of things there. Like, on, I actually think 100T are kind of like a perfect example of my point in that Nadeshot is like, he is that whole team. Like, he is the whole idea of it. And he came in and it was all about him and his story his team and everything that he wanted to do and he was like really selling himself as being all in on this new venture and i feel like 
the people like not you know they're your friends so no offense but like with people no, like no, feel free to shit on them i shit on my friends all the time <laughs> but travis also doesn't have friends yeah <laughs> i mean these other guys right they feel like they work at the companies that these teams are owned by you know whereas like steve reggie jack and nade short like and these other guys they feel like they are the you know i mean they are the company even though you know i'm sure within the ownership block like you know there, there's bigger people pulling the strings but that's not how it comes across you know it feels yeah. like really lead from the top i guess and you know, i, I guess like... what i would sorry continue no you go i'm done I was going to say, I think the biggest thing actually looking at this list is that almost all of them have like a face of the team, you know, like regardless of old school versus new school, like, okay, they have Nate shot for a while. Echo Fox had Rick Fox CLG is an old school team, which had uh hot shot. Maybe he's gone now and that's why they're slipping. But then like Colden guardians, optic fly quest and clutch have no face. Like, I don't know you know what through line there is at, on a personal level like okay golden guardians is san francisco or yeah san francisco so that's why they have it clutch is supposed to be houston but no one seems to care because they're 10th FlyQuest tries really hard optic doesn't seem to try that hard but brought at least has the optic brand from the other thing so like it feels like to the caller's point like even if it's not someone who is you know endemic to the scene at least having a large face for people to grab onto like a rick fox helps a lot. yeah yeah for sure i mean you think about when like uh team liquid was losing at msi last year right like you can interview steve and he can kind of be a face for that team and you can protect your players who really need the downtime to actually figure out what the hell is going wrong but you've got this person that people care about who can be the face of that team and kind of sell the story to the public i guess and people want to hear from steve and his thoughts i guess and engage with him and i feel like it's the same thing with nade shot and i think it's a real you know whenever you i mean you guys have this conversation like once every three months or whatever about how do people how do teams build fans outside of just winning and i think that this is a really big part of it and yeah. like yeah nade shots like apparel and all that other stuff is definitely part of why 100t has done well but it's also just about they have a personality and because they literally have a leader well, I think they've done yeah. a good job of telling either them or Riot or, you know, other entities have done a good job of telling these stories of the owners, right? Like, you know that Steve was with Curse and he did, he used to play, you know, he competed it with Doublelift and then he went off and like formed Team Liquid and he was the guy that was always trying to break into the top and was teased by Steve and, uh, Steve and Andy and George for a long time. And right, but... Jack has like the family thing and he like you know, gave up his gig to like create cloud nine. And, uh, but, but like the thing is like I don't even know who, like, okay, maybe they've done a better job of telling their story, but like who even on optics story are you telling? Yeah. You know, like that's, well, that's the, no, mortals the point. Now. I am right, Ari. Now, I just bought like, this team. <laughs> would, yeah. Like, would you have done Romaine when he was the manager there? Like, yeah, probably. You know, I think you could do that. The problem I is it's hard because he doesn't really, yeah, I think that's part of it too, is you need to figure out ways to, I mean, I think Nick and Hunter, um, you know, as, as we referenced, they're my friends, but I think they were like, they didn't really want to be out there that much and they weren't willing to take the reins. Whereas you look at Noah, when he was at Immortals, Noah was like, hi, I'm Noah. Here's another time. Like most of the Immortals content was Noah talking head videos, you know? So yeah, um, but I think that that was, you know, looking back on it, probably good. Like, no, it was, that's was my point. Cute. Like, I think. I think right. it would have been good to where I think we're in agreement with Ron Blade here who said that who whose opinion was that 
this was a good way for them to build fans. Telling the story of like the person like leading the charge on this stuff works well for those uh, organizations. And and I think sometimes there's a hesitancy to either because you don't feel like you have the right person or whatever. But um, right. no, I think your point is a, a good one. And of course, it's a piece of a puzzle. So like you know, Rumbley saying oh, yeah. like having the the merch behind them and having such a great production team like Hundred Thieves has like helps all that together. But like you know, yeah. I think that's another core part is to have a fixture of the team that will be there throughout the fan or the, the player turnover and stuff to, to give a little bit more to hold on to. Yeah. I mean, and it feels like with like, but I guess as well with the people who are actually owners, like it feels more like they're not uh, transitional, you know, they're not temporary. Like it'll be a massive deal if Steve ever leaves Team Liquid, right? Whereas like, I feel like some of the people who are in the operations manager role, whatever we, whatever we call it for the some of the newer teams like it doesn't feel like that person will be there in five ten years necessarily like well i think and i think ultimately it'll be important for these brands to find people who are you know like uh i don't follow the nba very much but i do know that daryl morey is like the rockets guy and i don't know mark do you follow that stuff enough that you can help me out here uh, yeah, but I don't think it's as like some teams have like their guy like Pop or Bill Belichick from other things like, uh, and some some don't. Um, but my, that's know. my point is that I do think that it doesn't always need to be. It doesn't have to be the original owner or the founder in order for it to be meaningful. You're right that like I don't know Sebastian Park could go take another job now that Dignitas is coming in. Maybe he decides he doesn't want to be a part of it, but it it. It feels like like maybe Danon will be this with Golden Guardians, right? Like he was at C9 for yeah, a long for time. Sure. Maybe he becomes more of that face. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't I think regardless, guys, because I, I was just going to say, I feel like Sebastian. So, oh, you're kind of breaking up. What are you saying? Sorry, I was just going to say, like, Sebastian's tried really hard. Like, I feel like lots of interviews with you. He's, like, tried to put himself out there a bit, but it, I don't know. I'm not sure why it hasn't fired in quite the same way. I don't no. think the team quite... Uh, like I don't know. It seemed weird. Where like they talked about analytics for a little bit, which was a storyline some people latched onto, but then literally followed up on, and didn't feel like the team was putting out any content. I think you just need someone who looks like the captain of the ship. It can't even be a fucking player. Like Cleveland, all those years with Le- LeBron, they had like Vinny Del Negro and like all the coaches that went through underneath him, and you know, like it. it those guys didn't really matter. Like yeah, they they were coaches and they talked and they were GMs and stuff like that but a lot of it was like lebron's the face of the team kind of thing and i think having a face helps even if it is going to turn over like it's better to build fans for a little bit and then lose them than to not have built fans at all i guess yeah hey uh thank you so much ron blade for calling in um do you have anything that you want to uh say on the way out yeah i i, I mean i should really say that i my mouse that was ten dollars more expensive than another mouse because alienware and i want they support the show so shout out to them Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, and also Riot should cut you a check because I'm pretty sure the only reason I care about that I don't. I appreciate that. I don't want any of Riot's money. Uh, but... <laughs> give, me my, give me the money then. I'll, I'll take. But their... I'm just saying, like, oh, as, a, as a global fan, right? Being from Australia, the OPL delivers somewhat of a thing. But uh, I'm obviously looking for other leagues to follow, and you know, I feel like I landed in it largely because of your content. So, oh, thanks, work. dude. That's always the nicest compliment anybody can give me because I, uh, that was kind of the reason I started doing all this stuff, right? My goal was to help people become fans of the players or, or in some cases even know which players to root against or whatever, you know, like I just wanted to create that type of content. So it actually is 
really meaningful whenever somebody says that. Thank you so much for your call. Yeah, I mean, it goes both ways because now I'm sad that Apollo's starting for Echo Fox. Yeah, I know. So am I. So am I. Even though, even though his stuff never, he never gained like a huge fandom, I really appreciate that like people really liked my interviews with him. So hopefully he comes back soon. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, have a good one. Have a good one. See ya. So, uh, Mark, can you ask if Siadik uh, or whatever, um, our friend in the waiting room, if they want to wait till the end of the show, we'll, we'll, we can pull them in. Uh, but I do think we're ready for uh, Richard, and I'm actually not sure who's with them uh, to join the show. So um, let me go ahead right, and start well, adding them. That and I'll talk to him. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, let's see. What? Is he? Yeah, I need to have him join a call. Can you join one of the voice channels? Discord. Your Discord name. Working on uh, getting the Team Fight Tactics devs on our show here in just a second, everyone. Um, should see them join up in just a moment. <clears throat> we have them coming into the show. Really cool that we're, they were able to come on. Um, and for those of you that don't know Team Fight Tactics, the new it's it's essentially a new game. In fact, we'll we'll talk to them about that. I think whenever they come in, but it's a game that is very different from League of Legends. And uh, and they're kind of pitching it as a new game mode, and I understand why because they don't want to say like, oh, this is our new game. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, exciting to have this coming out, and I'm excited about it. Okay, I need them to join a channel on. All the podcast listeners right now are like, why is there just a lack of audio? It's because Mark is in the other room. And I, there we go. And hello. Hello. Did we do the thing? We did the thing. Your your mic quality oh, yeah. is not fantastic, but I think it will be acceptable. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and add you to the call. Um, and just do me a favor. If you can mute yourself on Skype as soon as you get added, that would be great. Sure thing. Okay. Um, and we're live too, so just you know, uh, just so you know, oh, cool. whatever you say is going to be picked up by everybody. Uh, we'll introduce you in just a second. Alrighty. Okay, I'm calling you on Skype, and I see you joined. We just need video. Okay, there we go. Is it just? Uh, I know you mentioned you were going to try to pull another person, um, or are we or are we joined exclusively by you this evening? Oh, I, I think you muted your mic on Discord, too. If you can not mute on Discord, but mute on Skype, that would be good. Are we good now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, just me for tonight. Okay, fantastic. Well, I will update the copy, then that'll be good. Uh, welcome to the show. As I'm filling in your name on the, uh, the board here, do you want to uh, introduce yourself to all the viewers? Sure. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm My name's Richard. I'm the producer on Team Fight Tactics, the news. Nice... Uh, new game mode we teased earlier this week been a ride for about four and a half years now i uh, was on the balance team for about four of those so uh when people were complaining about things like akali or riven and such uh i was uh, a member of the team that you were usually quite mad at okay um, good yeah a couple months ago, i moved over to team by tactics awesome and you uh what's interesting about this beforehand was mark has actually played the game i've only had a chance to play two games uh, a couple of days ago on, on friday um, actually, I guess almost a week ago, um, Mark has been able to play much more, and I think he's maybe had a chance to talk to some of you guys. 
he actually doesn't know. He was beforehand. He's like, how much am I allowed yeah, to say? Like but I feel like you guys are being pretty open about uh, the game and the mode and all that stuff. You guys are talking pretty candidly about it right now, correct? Hell yeah. Okay. As much as, we can. Those, as much as we think is one, reasonable. It's one of those things about like knowing as much as I know, I'm like, it's harder almost to talk about because I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Whereas if I was just in the dark, I could ask questions and speculate blindly. But there's like some things we talked about that like aren't integrated yet that they want to do. But like, I don't want to make promises for them. But like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to say here, but I'll just talk about what I've played at least. That sounds that feels great. Yeah. pretty safe. Okay, yeah. great. I can fill in the gaps if there's anything that you're not sure about. Right. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, so first off, I'm actually very curious for you to answer this question because I try to explain, you know, you guys haven't really released any video gameplay footage or anything like that. In fact, I don't know if since the initial announcement, which only had that one screenshot of like the board with like a Warwick piece on it, um, I don't think you guys have shown anything else. So then I, when I did my video, was trying to explain what the heck this game is, or game mode, and we'll ask you about that in a second too, but um, sure. how do you describe this? Because I assume you've had to describe what this game is to people. I don't know if you've figured out an elevator pitch for it yet or or how you approach it. I feel like other people on the team have been able to pitch this uh, better. I mean, everyone responds differently to different phrases, but essentially Teamfight Tactics is a game, I mean, much like Auto Chess, where you draft uh, a team of your favorite champions from the League of Legends universe, uh, kind of deploy them uh, to a battlefield and kind of strategize and create interesting team comps, then, then fight automatically against uh, opponents uh, over the course of a match. Uh, and it's a kind of free-for-all, uh, battle of survival, one person left standing at the end. Okay, you did a much better job than I. I struggled over the course of several minutes to be like, there's these pieces, and then you've got gold, and you can spend the gold over time. And but your your yeah, you elevator pitch is good. Details there, dude. You got to go uh, super high level. Don't worry. I've struggled over this for the past several months, so you did good considering you got introduced uh, on what was that Friday you came in? Yeah, Friday. Friday came in. I had heard a rumor that that you and every other developer under the, the planet was making an auto chess game. So I, but I did not anticipate uh, seeing it so quickly, uh, which maybe brings me. So I went back and looked at your Twitter and scrolled down and I found, I think it was like April 2nd or like the first week of April, you tweeted something that was like, I'm no longer on League of Legends anymore. Um, and I think there was another person that's on your team who tweeted something around the same time. So I'm kind yeah. of imagining what was it? I mean, how long has this been happening? Is it? It feels like maybe the beginning of April, based off of the, twi the tweets that I saw. So it was a little bit longer than that. I think it was back in uh, middle of January or end of January. Uh, Medler he sent out an email to to um, League Dev and was like, "Hey guys, there's this new game. Uh, it's really fun. It's called Auto Chess. Super high level uh, design. Um, talking to us about just how to play the game. Uh, so some of us started playing, uh, and it kind of turned from." Uh, well, I mean, as game developers, we tend to look at uh, different games that come on the market and look at all the ways we can tear it apart because, you know, we're all players, so we like to be very critical. And it was like, oh, there's ways that we think we could improve this, that, or the other. Meanwhile, we, we fucking love the game. It was great. We played way too much of it probably, but uh, kind of went from, like, hypothetical, how could we improve this, to a group of people, including Medler, who started working on pitches for what we could really do with uh, an auto-battler in, like, the League universe. Um, so we kind of spent a little time with a strike force team that worked on it for I'd say it was about six weeks. You know, sorry, eight week time time frame. And then in middle of April we were like, all right, I think we're ready to build this thing. 
Um, so then we went from uh, just kind of experimentation for what we could do with TFT to to really making the game that you then uh, played on uh, last Friday. Yeah. So uh, what would you, when did like actual stuff kick off on the development side, would you say? Actual stuff kicked off about, uh, I'd say, yeah, middle of April, uh, to okay. end of April. Okay, so there was work done beforehand, but really you guys started, like, building out the engine and doing, like, this is going to be a thing. That was in April. Yeah, yeah. Like, before that, it was pretty much all uh, a fake game that would never actually work on the internet. It was all done in, <laughs> um, like, scripting. So it was, it, it worked. It was functional, and we were able to prove out that we could make a fun game uh, using League Champions and uh, have, like, a depth and strategy and breadth that would keep people you know, having fun for a long time. But uh, yeah, we actually started building the thing that could work on players' machines around the world uh, yeah, in mid-April. Okay. So uh, the other thing that, and we'll get to viewer questions in a second, but I've had all these questions since last week and I we didn't unfortunately have time to grab an interview. So I'm, I'm stealing one now. Um, the So what was the conversation? Because this is a, I, I hate to say it, but this is a different game. This is not League of Legends anymore. You guys are calling it a different game mode. But, like, no one who plays League of Legends could come into this and be like, ah, yes, another League of Legends mode. Um, mm -hmm. So was there discussion around that and how to approach it? And, uh, you know, was, was there ever a moment where you guys felt like it should be called another game? I, I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah, hard to say. I think, like, um, players so far wouldn't really have, like, the, the terminology of, like, to describe this game other than anything other than a mode. I mean, so far for all the games we've made over the years, it's you control a champion, you cast spells towards other, you know, players or the champions, you deal damage or MPEs, I guess, in like uh, Star Guardian, Odyssey and such. Um, so it's definitely like a um, move away from modes that we know, but realistically it's, it's still in the client. But um, so by that terminology, it's a mode. Realistically, players will call it what it is. It's like, if I ask you, oh, what are you gonna do this weekend? Oh, I'm gonna play TFT. Oh, what's that? It's a game mode. No, people are just like, oh, it's a, it's a new game uh, in League of Legends. Um, so we're calling it a game mode. Uh, I think ultimately uh, players will most likely refer to it as a game long term. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there was too much thought to it. We put some thought into it, but yeah. Mark, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if you guys have interacted at all while Mark, you were able to play test it. Uh, did you, have you guys, is this the first time you're meeting? No, uh, we talked at a little bit fair amount i don't know where yeah. you want to put it but like over lunch they had like catered meals they had a bunch of influencers in there and stuff uh so like i was technically in that group yeah well i don't know if you have any other questions you want to throw his way before we get into calls no that's why i was saying it's weird because like <laughs> i don't even know if i'm allowed to say this there's like a discord that like i'm a part of and some other people are a part of i think it's cool to say that Cut the tape. Cut the tape, Travis. It's yeah. Uh, sorry, there's no Discord. Uh, everything's completely cool. No, but I mean, it's not, I mean, it's no secret because like Lothar did his video. You guys have been working with uh, notable uh, streamers and people I think who've played Auto Chess in the past and been getting feedback on this stuff. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So like, there, there's a there's some of us that like get told like some of the developments already. So like, I don't have as many questions as like someone completely in the dark would. So like. All I can do is give my input on it as someone who has played a lot of auto chess and has played this new game and has talked to the devs about it. Yeah. Are you guys, so what, okay, I know you guys have made this public, but there's been some confusion around, is it, is the current plan PBE next week and then open beta the following week? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So assuming that everything goes according to plan, I mean, Mark, you can, attest, well, I guess both of you played it. So you can attest like uh, the game's still a little rough around the edges. So we're working really quickly to get it ready to, you know, I mean, that's, players 
That's what I was gonna say, because when I played it Friday, I really wanted to play it more, but I was also like, alright, why aren't my elementals uh, popping up? I've got the combo, it tells me that the elemental should pop up. Um, yeah. and, there, and there was a slew of error messages running in the top corner at any given point in time, so... I was just like, this game, I'm so excited to play it, but I am shocked that they're giving it basically like a, I think at the time it was like a 10 day, you you guys don't have very long before this thing is going to go out. So I'm curious, one, if you hit it, and two, if you hit it, what if, what that game is going to look like in that first week in the open beta or whatever. Sure. Yeah. So let's say, let's go down the path of like, we hit our dates right now. So uh next week on tuesday we go into uh beta so players are actually able to go on and play the mode for the first time and then if things over the course of that uh that week are starting to look like pretty positive game stability is there uh you know most like all whatever critical bugs that exist are, are resolved then we're going to be looking to release uh the following week on the 25th uh starting in australia uh and then kind of rolling over uh, our regions for the remainder of that week um, just so that we make sure that we don't just try to dump it all on one day and then be like, oh, well, shit, there's this one problem. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit more of like a staggered release, um, but that's if we hit our dates. That would be uh, it would be fully global, uh, with the exception of China, um, by the end of uh, next week. Uh, sorry, at the end of the week of the 25th. Um, now, if we uh, miss our dates, so next week on PB doesn't seem to be going so hot, we're basically just going to uh, delay slightly until the game is um, you know ready uh, to go yeah. much broader around the world. Uh, yeah, and what that game will look like, it's going to look pretty similar to what you you played. We've gotten a bunch of other additional like UI elements in, like uh, the lock button, which uh, at Travis, the first day it wasn't there, and some people were like, "What the fuck? Where's my where's my lock button?" And the next day we we put it in the UI, and I showed them in the morning. Then I had to add the caveat, but it's still not working. It's just it's yeah, just there. I couldn't. Yeah, I saw it and I tried, but it it's really sad because on one of the uh, first rounds, I had like three of the same unit pop up and i was really excited and then i couldn't lock it in and i felt very disappointed um yeah. Don't but, that's working now okay good good we're making progress <laughs> i'm glad to hear this uh all right so i'm trying to think of what else before we get into calls no um i mean are you pumped right now i feel like it must feel really good to be it's been uh a, like exciting terrifying um invigorate it's been like every mix of emotion possible this week i think uh the reaction that players had on monday when we first actually announced that we were working on this game was uh, i don't feel like it could have gone much better and i've been playing league since uh 2009 so it's been 10 years now uh and i've been working on it for now like four and a half years so it's league is life um and been able to like be a part of introducing this like completely new way to experience the the league universe and champions and Everything that I've I've learned over the years in playing League of Legends, it, it's it's fucking exciting, but it's terrifying because we know we're releasing something, and we're asking like uh, you know players to go on a little bit of a journey with us. It's like we're not going to release a uh, a fully polished game. And that's one of the things I'm super excited about is getting to do what we did with League, um, like Summoner's Rift, like ten years ago, where we release something that it's like the gameplay is there, um, and like the, the game is fully functional. It's really fun and it's deep, and then kind of really work with the community to polish it. Uh, and turn it into a game that can hopefully be here for for years. So I'm every day. It's like a mixed emotion. It's like, all right, we can do this. We can hit our dates. And then midday, it's like, oh fuck, maybe not evening. Okay, yeah, we're on it. We're on a roll. So it's uh, it's a roller coaster, but it's great. Yeah. Well, I take. Uh, go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say, is this like the most? I don't know if rush is the right word, but like an expedited product or project you've been a part of at Rack? Because I think. For a lot yes. of people on the outside of Riot, a lot of time it's like they seem so meticulous and needs to be perfect when they put it out. And this is so far the opposite, it feels like. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's like super surprising. I think it's something I'm excited for. Like, is this actually the most like expedited? I guess is the right word for it. Product. I think it's the most expedited, like full product experience. I guess you could say like how we're gonna have like ranked. We're gonna have our own monetization, uh, customization products. Those little, you know, little freaking penguins and Sir Grumps and such. Uh, I think Nexus Blitz was probably the most aggressive. I think that whole mode was built and shipped uh, over the course of I want to say nine weeks. Um, so it was more aggressive. But I think this is the first like real large, large product that we're we're building. Certainly the biggest I've been a part of. I mean. I was on the Summoner's Rift team for, again, several years, and that was, uh, you know, a two-week cadence, but it wasn't uh, as large of a coordinated effort across the company. Uh, remind me again what you guys are calling the Avatar units? Little Legends. Oh. Little Legends. Hell yeah. Why aren't you calling them Summoners? That is just seems like the, the biggest missed summoners opportunity. Summoners are dead, Travis. Keep up with the yeah. lore. I know. Yeah, come on, man. Do you remember like nine years ago when you had those weird hooded purple people that yes. were around like the yeah, no. I have a I have a cape from twenty fourteen worlds that's like a summoner's cape. I just feel like uh <laughs> you know, like okay, fine, they're gone, but that they're these these units are actually seemingly summoning uh champions onto a board. It's like it's time to bring it back. I don't know. I don't know if that was ever a All conversation. Right, well. Just for you, Travis, I'll go back to the team that's working on the Little Legends and make the pitch that maybe at some point, you know, the distant future, we make you a little summoner, little legend. That would be, I'd be super down. I don't know what that would look like, but I'm very, that would, I would excite, be excited to have a little summoner on the game. Okay, uh, Mark, let's also, grab... Also, I promise. Just, uh, just no, no, I mean, that. you said it on the video. I, I think we're good. Uh, I will certainly edit it so it sounds that way. Um, Mark, do you, do, you wanna, do we have some callers for, for this? Uh, I'll, I'll redo the pitch for this one. So if you guys are just tuning in for the first time, uh, I'm spamming Twitch chat with a Discord link. Go ahead and join up there. Once you're there, join one of the calls channels, uh, pleb calls or sub uh, sub calls. And then in pleb topics, you can go ahead and post what it is that you want to ask Maple about this game, this project, whatever it is. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and pull people from there. Once uh, it's your turn, we'll pull you into the waiting room. We'll do a quick mic check, and then we'll pull you into the on-air room. Yeah. Also, you're from Toronto. Were you watching the NBA game just now? Uh, no, working on TFT, man. Okay, okay, fair, fair enough. I just assume you're wearing a Maple Leaf shirt. I thought you might have it on on a second screen. Yeah, it's weird. It's only little... ever... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I was going to say, is a little legend going to become a Raptor in commemoration of Ooh. winning? Ooh. Oh. Little spoilers. Uh, yeah, why not? Okay. Maybe someday. someday. Along with the summoner. We'll ship them both. Great. Fantastic. Oh, you just agreed. That was not a maybe. Um, Mark, do you want to go <laughs> gra- do you want to go grab sure. uh, <laughs> clearly you have not done enough media training, Richard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, walk out of the room. There's just gonna be a bunch of lawyers saying yes, get out of here. Yes, um, exactly. Uh, you'll you'll be going somewhere else now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, uh, while Mark is pulling, pulling somebody in, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, are you, I assume you saw today Valve announced, uh, funny timing for you coming on the show or whatever that there, it seems like their release is going to somewhat mirror yours where next week I think they're going into beta. Yeah, no, it was, uh, insane. Uh, it was, uh, they came out of the, the woodwork. We didn't expect them to be releasing anytime soon. Uh, obviously they announced uh, a few weeks ago now that they were working on a, a standalone version. But honestly, it's pretty exciting. I think generally genres just get better when there's competition. I mean, if there's only ever one shooter, uh, we'd probably have a much more, you know, blah FPS scene. If there was only ever one MOVE, it wouldn't, wouldn't be as good. So 
the competition kind of also like pushes you to to find new ways to innovate and make a better game. So uh, it was surprising to say the least, and we had to have a few conversations around. Okay, what does this mean? Um, but by and large, we're we're sticking to our guns. So it was uh, it was a cool day. Yeah, yeah. There, I saw some speculation on the Auto Chess subreddit that. It was going to be like, hey, the game is now available on beta. You know, Teamfight Tactics now available this weekend. Uh, you know, it was quickly <laughs> expediting it. Well, we got Scar94 yep. on the show. Scar, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. I believe you've been on the show before. I was on a year ago. Okay. Um, it's been a long time. That's how good I my memory is. It's not just coincidence. <laughs> uh, I got yeah, that. That's a pretty good memory. Yeah. What do you want to <laughs> talk about on the show? Um, so... Well, I'll, I'll just read what I wrote. So yeah. I think a big issue that like all these developers will be having is like using the full roster of the characters in their game, like Dota or League or, you know, maybe potential future ones. So yeah. I was wondering if you guys like drew any inspiration from, you know, like traditional like tabletop games like Dominion to like be able to use the full uh, class classes available, like adding yeah. an extra layer of drafting. I don't, you, I don't know if you know what Dominion is, like the board game, but I was thinking something. Yeah, yeah, I love that game. It's, can, it's you, awesome. can you either one of you guys explain that really quickly for people that don't know and are listening? Uh, would you like to do it, or should I do it? Yeah, you can go for it since it's your question. Okay. Okay. So the way like the the game Dominion works is basically there's a it's like the game comes with like 40 different sets of cards. And when you play the game, you pick maybe like you pick 10 of those uh, sets of cards and then play the game with that set of 10. And the next time you play the game, you can pick another 10 or, you know, mix and match however you want to get the experience you're looking for. So in my mind, I was thinking maybe for like League, maybe you divide up the entire roster of characters into like maybe like 15, 16 like classes. And then during like before the game starts, each person like could pick, you know, like two different classes or pick one of two classes to uh, add into the game and then play with that eight. So you're like, kind of talking about classes. rather than having like 120, 140, whatever different uh, characters or unit types or champions in the game, you would have a smaller subset. Yes, yes. Because, I, mean, I mean, having 140 characters and then, like, making the pool big enough would just basically be, like, rolling the dice and getting what you can get. But yeah. does that some level of strategy? But maybe it's, maybe it's too complex to make in the game right now. But, you know, I mean, in the future, it's an idea. So maybe just more broadly, yeah, how are you guys planning on handling, you know, what champions are in? And is there a world where, like, Certain ones are in for a while, then they're out, or you know, however. Sure. Yeah, I, I'll go into this a little bit. I'm going to leave uh, some of the details for a dev blog we have coming out. Uh, I think in uh, next week uh, that goes into a little bit more of the detail. But uh, essentially, the way we're looking at TFT is a game that's divided up into, or a year divided into splits, kind of like the rank splits for League of Legends. And each of those splits comes with a different set of champions uh, for the game. Um, and what we want to do is introduce both new champions, new themes, new classes, new origins um, that'll have some amount of uh, familiarity. So we'll take, right now we're releasing with set one. And then in a few months, like four months, we'll release set two. And set two will bring in some of the old champions from the first set. It'll change some of the current ones, maybe new abilities, and then it'll bring in some new ones. Uh, so around the office, when people are like, where the hell's Teemo or Udir or Sona or whatever, we always just say, oh, that's set two. Because uh, we really want to be able to cycle through um, all the champions within League of Legends. Are those all confirmed uh, for set two? Uh, no, no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Teemo's <laughs> coming in set two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much every feature where someone uh, is like, oh, we should have that. It's like, yep, that'll be after release. Oh, uh, gotcha. It's like after release bucket. Because uh, if we could, we could keep developing this into eternity if we wanted to. And, uh, yeah, we've kind of just put champions and features into this nice little bucket we're going to get to. 
Um, we'll see. Like uh, right now, set one is like only the beginning. Um, we have no idea what's going to happen with TFT yet, but uh, we expect that uh, every single set where it's going to get more, like, uh, you know, the design will get better, the depth, the breadth, uh, the kind of uh, ingenuity behind some of the design we hope uh, improves. Uh, so, yes, we want to get to everyone's champions. We don't want you to feel like, uh, you know, your York one tricks are left out and you never get to see your champion, um, you know, get spawned by a little Pingu Knight. But if you do, it sounds like if you do get uh, attached to a certain a champion, I know uh, Aurelian Soul was OP whenever I was playing in that oh, mode yeah. and everyone was complaining. Um, but uh, do you, it, there's a chance that they might get rotated out for the second set. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and we're going to be fine. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I assume you guys will be balancing more frequently than set as well. So if you introduce a set and it's like, well, that shit's pretty dumb, like uh, balancing changes still happen more frequently. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think like uh, the way we expect, especially the set one to go, because we've never done this before, uh, is that uh, we'll release and then we're probably going to be like day by day doing like both bug fixes and balance fixes as we find, you know, the Aurelian Souls uh, for the viewers. Uh, we, when we had that influencer uh, playtest last week, Aurelian Soul was, uh, you know, touched on the overtune side and people would just corner him and put a, put a death cap on. And as soon as he cast his ultimate, there was uh, six or seven uh, insta pops. Uh, on the board so um i'm assuming that we're going to find more of those uh, as we release and uh, trying to be balancing to get the outliers so the way too strong and the way too weak uh, kind of more towards the middle quickly um but then as we get further into a season uh, or a set like we want to really try to go hands off uh so more hands off than league uh, if we can because we really want to see the strategy uh develop um and we'll also be introducing uh, drip champions um that come out every you know few patches uh to to Keep making you think and strategize and come up with new ways to win in TFT. Um, but it's basically like a lot of balance at the start and then hopefully very little in the last like month and a half or so as you try to close out your rank split. Or yeah. uh, does that answer your question? Yep, it does. That's a pretty interesting way of doing it. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Thanks so much, Scar, for calling in. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Have a good one. Take care. I'm going to try to rotate through people as quick as possible since I know you have to get back so that you can... Uh ship the game um because yeah, i would no really like you to hit that date so that i can play it um same dude same yeah i see <laughs> oh it looks like uh we got our next caller ryan uh is here ryan where are you calling from uh boring old united states you, well okay On the I, east coast east coast <laughs> okay you have a state yeah normally people say uh, a state south or carolina. a city south carolina really? okay I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, well, no, welcome south carolina. welcome to the show uh what do you want to talk about on the show tonight so my main point was uh, I'm more worried about how name name aside game mode game if Fry doesn't treat this as a full fledged game with like the full like balanced teams and like people to go along with it mm -hmm. that even though they're going to be the first people to get this mode out which I know uh, Underlords got their beta out slightly beforehand but like to get this out to the public try and get that win that popularity early I feel like they'll just fall in popularity as another side mode uh, to all the AAA publishers releasing like the full-fledged games with full-fledged support. So I was just wondering like how how much uh, support is TFT going to get from Riot like uh, people-wise for like long term? So, so the question being question. yeah the question being like if this is not a, a dedicated game or you guys are not considering it a dedicated game is there a world where it can't keep up with the people uh, or publishers that are releasing dedicated games? 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so hopefully to alleviate uh, some concerns, um, we're not looking to release um, TFT and then have it just become like another side mode uh, in league like uh, ARAM um, or Twisted Tree Line. We have a, a full team, um, even the team that's developing it right now and trying to get it out to, to players, uh, that's also going to be sticking with the mode long term. Um, so this is going back to the set development future. It's like once we release, we're going to be doing all the UI improvements that we we believe make the game great and that players tell us would be awesome to have. Uh, so yeah, UI, quality of life, new game systems, new design, new champions, uh, new customization options for players. So uh, we're going to have a full-fledged team that's devoted to this uh, for the long term. And I think, um, you know, honestly, like right now, we don't know what's going to happen with the auto battler genre. It's the thing I have to keep reminding ourselves of too. It's uh, we're just six months in. Um, and I say we, I mean us as gamer, like players, like uh, Auto Chess came out in uh, early January and we we don't even know uh, what's going to happen yet. So um, we're committed right now to making it the best game it can be and really giving it uh, our best shot at making this come to life in league. Uh, and that includes, again, having like uh, a team that's devoted to uh, the balance and upkeep of this uh, going, going from now going forward. Ryan, does that so answer that your question? One... Uh, yeah, for the most part. Uh... I would say, like, on the more technical side of things, like, just because I'm worried about another Clash fiasco, like, are there going to be, like, dedicated servers just for, like, the TFT servers, like, so we don't have to worry about that? Or, like, how is that getting handled? Uh, no, uh, so everything's just going to be using, like, our current um, servers and all, all the other foundation and platform that exists for League. Uh, but for uh, the launch of TFT, gonna be, we have a bunch of... Um, fail safes that we can uh, pull if there's certain things that are having problems. Uh, so we're, we're looking, part of uh, the, I mentioned earlier in the show, like the, the rolling out strategy over regions day at a time uh, is to make sure like, okay, uh, is it working well? Uh, are players, you know, getting into and out of a game uh, flawlessly? Are they getting their rewards? Uh, can they get back into another game? What does CPU load look like? Uh, so we can really monitor the performance and sustainability of it. And then things look good, great, let's go in the next one. Things continue to look great, go in the next one. Um, uh, but yeah, we have a bunch of mitigation plans basically to uh, both protect uh, players that are playing in Summoner's Rift, but also to make sure that players continue, can continue to get into games of TFT, even if that means we have to turn um, certain things off if they're they're not working for whatever reason. Um, but we're all ready to, uh, you know, fight the fire that is releasing a new a game <laughs> into the world. Fix if it looks bad. For sure we'll run into. If it looks bad, you guys need more resources or bandwidth, just shut down Summoner's Rift. Uh, and that oh. way TFT can go. I'd, I'd be, I'll take that trade for a week until everything stabilizes. Uh, I will, I will take that little, the feedback and, uh, you know, internalize it and think about it for a bit, Travis. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. Yeah, great. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, thanks for calling in. All right. Yeah. Have Thank a good you. One. Uh, yeah. have a great night. Yeah, have See a good Um, what, by the way, uh, Sap Magic, who I believe is on your team is in the Twitch chat right now. And he's claiming oh, no. that he he was requested to be on the show, but you asked him 20 minutes beforehand and didn't give him time. Uh, is this yeah, true? It was, uh, yeah, I trolled him. It was like one of the things in the morning. I was like, oh, I have to uh, add if he wants to be on the show. And then it was like 8.40. And I was like, wait, shit, I never did that. So I messaged him and he said it uh. was too late. But if... Well, we can get him in yet if you don't mind having a fourth person on the screen. Yeah, you can you can pull him into your... Oh, is he? Yes. would he be able to join your room? Like, can he go into your meeting room right now? I think he's at home. Oh, okay. Well, that I think we don't have time to handle the technical challenges, but hopefully we'll get him on the show in the future because I'd love to keep talking to you guys. Uh, Matei, Sorry, Ed, I 
Matei is on the show. Matei, where are you calling from? Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, I love Memphis. Uh, welcome to the show. What do you want to talk about on the show, Matei? So my when I when I heard you guys were launching this, my first two thoughts were like, what can really be improved about auto chess right now? Which is obviously a ton, but the biggest thing is matchmaking. Matchmaking in auto chess, if any of you play, is absolutely terrible, both from a ranking perspective and just queuing. So um, just like how using the league, like how is this an improvement over uh, Dota's auto chess matchmaking? Like what's better? Uh, for TFT, um, you should yes. be able to just, well, there's going to be two queues uh, on launch. It'll just be one. It's kind of like a normal or free for all. We're able to go and play with up to seven of your friends. Uh, so you just go in and it's a, a lobby with kind of seven other rectangles around your own. Uh, it's like, hey, if you want to play with three, you want to play with four, play with five, doesn't matter. Uh, you bring them in and you said play, and then we find you a match. Um, so it's just like League of Legends matchmaking. Uh, should it mean I can't say it'll be instant? Maybe it will be on launch, uh, or maybe it will be for a long time, depending on how popular. But uh, the idea is just it should be a relatively seamless experience, like like League of Legends. Um, yeah. Okay, and then is so is the rank queue different, or is it just one queue? Uh, the rank queue is a separate queue. And the rank queue, queue. Uh, we're going to make it more uh, open for premates at lower levels and then go higher up the ladder. Uh, so at the top, it's like, oh, uh, you know, pure com competition. Oh, okay. More so is it so just like normal league now where uh, you obviously have uh, a hidden MMR in your rank for finding the match, but it's uh, you also have one in normal matches. Like you have a, a sort of normal MMR. We'll have that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but applied a lot lo more loosely. Yes, I assume because uh, uh, the matchmaking you can have more people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I think a key defining part of of playing auto chess is failing to get into queues, having people dodge repeatedly, uh, and then connecting to a Peru server, lagging out, and having the game get dropped twenty minutes <laughs> in. The Are you going to attempt Peru. to emulate that that part of the gameplay experience at all? Uh, you know, fortunately not. Um, although we're going to do the thing where you try to queue up into a game of TFT and they're going to throw you in a summoner's ref lobby. I think that was yes. my favorite. Oh, yes. yeah, that's I would love to land on, on summoner's rift. That would be good. It's yeah. like, going to play, it's like, oh, I guess they updated to play B10 player now. That's 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 spicy. And like, oh, wait, no, I'm choosing a champion. This is yeah. ranked won't, oh, The ranked queue won't be launching immediately, though, right? Uh, correct. Um, we want to make sure that the game is stable and there's no... You in a decent spot. You cut out uh, a little bit. What did you is... say? You want to wait till it's stable? Oh, shit. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wait till it's stable uh, and then release. Uh, the plan right now, plan a record, if we hit all of our dates and things are looking good, uh, is to ship it in 9.14. Okay. So the patch after we go live. Awesome. Uh, Matei, any other questions? Nope. That's about it. I feel like uh, you got this. It'll be in good hands. <laughs> yeah. From, from, oh, from my perspective, from my perspective, that's literally the number one thing yeah. for me. It's like, I just fucking hate QIHL. I hate getting put in random. <laughs> oh, QIHL isn't it. that bad. It's it's pretty good. I, can't, I have to play on Japanese servers because there's no NA servers. There's no I, one ever It might on. just be the time that you're playing, but... I play late at night. But, like, yeah. I, I just, like, the last two days, because there's, there's double or not 50% more MMR gains or whatever, like, I've tried to grind it. I dropped twice. My internet DC'd once. I had, to, like, it's just the most, oh, I, I gave up. I haven't played in two days because I was just like, I, I can can't feel the anger. It. Dude, I, I wanted to rank up so bad. I just, ah. Uh... Hey, Matei, thanks for calling in. Just like, yeah, thanks, you guys. 
No, no, you're good. It, like, it just speaks to how good the gameplay of the genre is. It's like, it's so compelling. I mean, it makes me think of, uh, you know, God, back when League of Legends first released. And it was That's like, what oh, I was I just play. about to oh, say. Yeah, and it's like patch day. Well, I guess I got to wait for four hours, and then you get the login queue, and then you use the Konami code to bypass that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, it was just like, you just had that, like, I just want to play. Uh, and it's like, you'll put up with all the stuff you just talked about. So uh, I'm excited to see if we're able to kind of get the same emotional reaction from players with TFT. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you want to grab our next one? Oh, off you went. How, what are your expectations for the success of this? Because I am very bullish on this. Riot has already taken one niche genre and kind of blown it up. Uh, and mm. I feel like there's going to be a world where, like, I would not be surprised if six to 12 months from now, like 30% of the League of Legends games that are happening are TFT games and like 30% of the streams that are being viewed are TFT streams. I mean, I, I, are you guys pretty optimistic in that way? Oh God, that'd be amazing. I mean, uh, hopefully. I think largely like TFT like is really like appealing for for players. I mean, this is my opinion um, that have kind of like aged out of being able to like compete on uh, like very like mechanically skilled uh, matches. PvP, Excuse me, like, Mark and I could hold our own on Summoner's Rift. <laughs> I have been doing Pike QE combos during read through in rehearsal every day at LCS. So you're I'm saying I th just to uh, not to put words in your mouth, but definitely to put words in your mouth. You're saying TFT is for people who get too old to play League of Legends. That's what I'm hearing. That's not not quite what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> I think one of the audiences is people that want to play um, play League of Legends, but they don't really want to like compete on SR. And this is like the first, uh, I think, real experience that like lets them play, uh, you know, if they want to choose rank, play competitively against uh, other players uh, using the League. Uh, IP, the champions they love. I mean, if they get lucky in the shop, of course, but, or if we were, uh, you know, put them in set one, if not set two, they're on their way. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think there's a lot of players um, that have either played League of Legends in the past or are currently playing who this mode will probably be very appealing for. Yeah. And we'll just see, we'll have to see how, what the long term engagement looks like. Kill us. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Perth, Australia. Perth, Australia, our second Australian and one. Did you hear, by the way, that the plan is for you guys to get this before us? Yeah, I have, I have a pet theory about that. Oh, okay. Well, I won't. I won't have you ask the pet theory. Um, uh, unless that I is your question, is. but I could guess what it is. Uh, Killis, what do you? What is your your real question for calling in? Uh, I want to know how the auto battling works differently or the same to auto chess slash underlords. So is it the same, you charge up 100 mana and then you use one ability, or do the, do the pieces use uh, multiple abilities? Uh, currently, it's a mix of, uh, I would say, and I hope I'm not forgetting anything here, but uh, you've got some champions that, um, so like Graves is an example. Uh, you have some that'll use multiple abilities, so like Kennen, uh, sorry, uh, Nar will uh, do his E and then into ult. Uh, and then you have some that'll get up to 100 mana and then cast their ultimate. Um, and we don't have a cooldown system uh, in TFT, so champ abilities don't have cooldown. It's all based around mana uh, to try to simplify like what you're paying attention to. There's no cooldown you have to watch as, at the same time as, okay, am I going to get full mana soon? Um, so there's a combination, and that can change, get more intense, less intense in the future. Uh, number of abilities, that is. Uh, is I, I don't want to... Uh... Go ahead, Mark. gush too much about some of like the things that i saw because like there's a lot of things that i think need to get improved as well from when i play tested it but like some of the things really felt like league of legends to me which was dope like i don't play dota so i don't know how close some of the things feel but like 
a lot of the champion abilities feel like it's just an ability. But like when I saw a Gnar jump into a backline and throw everyone into a cannon ult, and I was like, holy fuck, that looks like League yeah. of Legends. And I had yeah. a there's I don't want to. I mean, who knows if these champions' abilities are still in the game? So this is all like potentially removed. But uh, Lucian is one of my favorite because he builds mana really fast, and he does his dash and double tap auto. And it's just fucking sick watching him like kite melees. He like actually kite a melee. And I had an interaction where like my Warwick built his alt up, and it's his actual alt. Like he leaps at somebody, and this other Lucian dashed out of the way and dodged it. And I was like, holy fuck, that's so sick. And so like. There are some champions that, like he, uh, Mike Maple saying, have like a couple of their abilities tied in, and I, I hope that there's more of that, uh, and like stuff like that where you feel the champion's identity. Like Nar does a lot of shit. He has two modes and like technically six abilities, but like realistically, Nar is about E alt, and like that's the kind of stuff that like I want to see in in the game that like makes me feel really cool when I watch it. There were a lot of bugs, too, and, like, things didn't work. So, like, you know, there's plenty of downside right now, too. But, like, I saw, like, those glimpses where I was like, holy fuck, that was so cool. And I want to see more of that. And you, do you guys... I really hope you put oh, hashtag outplayed in chat when you're Lucian dodged the Warwick. <laughs> oh, fucking spamming. Th so, like, once again, the little legends can spam the emotes. Oh, God, I love that. Nice there's, day. like, in, in auto chess, sometimes there's not enough, like, interaction between the boards. Like, I know I'm playing other people, but, like... Mm -hmm they're not necessarily interacting with me but like because you're on the same board in this one right now like you have these sick moments where like both your little legends are running around and like you're outplaying each other and throwing thumbs up around that carousel mode where people are like running around and grabbing items out of it like when you grab someone else's champion and like you flame them like i was playing in the i was playing in the korean room uh, with a bunch of the korean influencers and like this one guy was fucking standing in front of the thing he knew i needed not taking it and then like he misclicked and i ran up and grabbed it from him and i just like spammed the emote and like uh it's so funny the whole room was laughing it's so, like those kinds of like it had a lot of really high moments that make me really optimistic about it mm -hmm. yeah, the social interactions are the thing that i'm really excited about sorry i keep interrupting you go ahead no no, no you're, you're good interrupt me nonstop. stop do you have uh, any other questions uh, I was just wondering, speaking about the emotes, do we have access to all the emotes that we would have bought for Summoner's Rift in TFT? Yes. Oh, excellent. Bar barring something that I'm not thinking about right now, but yeah, you should have full access. I'm do hoping you... that in the future we can expand into like uh, you know custom uh, TFT more more specific emotes um, that players will be able to like use to BM in the future as well. Am I am I crazy or was it? And maybe I'm thinking of a different designer, but is it August who is or Gypsy Lord who is doing like some help with you guys on the ultimate stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Gypsy Lord um, who who came over to give us a hand, and Riot Rock who came over from uh, the Summoners Rift team as well. Nice, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, Keyless, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. Cheers. All right, grabbing the next. Uh... The next caller. Yeah, so, what's that? He's been a huge help uh, having uh, August join. We, the cool thing with TFT is like, uh, as people have gotten more and more excited, uh, it's been able to like we've been able to pull in more and more help from around the company to really make it come uh, to life and actually be a thing we can ship to players, which has been just incredible. Um, feeling everyone like really yeah come together for to make TFT real. Well, what was so. funny, and hopefully I don't get anyone in, in trouble for this, but I, you know, I talked to a lot of different writers. So actually, you don't know who I said this to me, but um, last uh, last week it was funny because I was talking to a writer and I said, "Oh, I just played uh, Teamfight Tactics," uh, and mm -hmm. I was saying how much I enjoyed it, 
And then it turned out they hadn't played it yet. And I don't think it's, it's, it sounds like internally this week is the first time that people have really had a chance to, within the company, across the board, play the game. Yeah, uh, that's correct. Yeah. It's been, um, yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, they coming in in the morning and seeing like a message at like 7.45 AM and someone's just like, yeah, I just went to my desk and like queued up for a game, uh, just hoping. And then I had a three second queue pop and it's like, Cool, and that's based on our internal matchmaking and just uh, yeah, someone, seven other people were looking to play at that time. Um, but yeah, the company is getting to play test right now, which is really exciting to to get people really starting to feel like the the experience that we're building, yeah, um, which is huge and uh, energizing. Heisendinger has joined us. Heisendinger, where are you calling from? Oh, uh, I'm calling from Preville, Louisiana. And you've called into the show before because I had you turned up a ton. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Uh, uh, What's your question? Oh, um, so Maple, I, I'm very interested in like from what everything you've said, it sounded really, really, really good. Uh, but sort of, is this gonna get, or is TFT gonna get esports support, or is this just uh, another case of like Dominion or like Nexus Splits or what have you, the other maps that kind of we get for a week and then it disappears? Um, mm -hmm. Also, like side note, those are all really fun. Bring them back if you can do that, please. Duplicate it again. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take that one back to the team. Um, to start on the first bit, though, uh, esports. It's like uh, first, I mean, we get the same question, like, oh, are you uh, right now we're just focused on making uh, the best game that we possibly can um, for for PC, like uh, with no compromises. Um, and once we make the best game, I think then uh, you know the community will really tell us if esports is the thing they want, if they want hardcore competition for TFT. I'd say it's absolutely on the table. I would say that. Uh, we've currently not been um, distracting ourselves too much with figuring out, oh, how will TFT work as an eSport? Uh, is it, you know, is it too much RNG? Is it not enough? Is it actually going to be competitive? Uh, we're just focused on making the game as good as it can be. Uh, and then I think that'll be a natural evolution uh, should it find success and, you know, should the community want it. Um, well, we, go ahead. But couldn't you even argue that, like, the community wanted Nexus Splits and that, like, that still went away? So... Like, or I guess the the point I'm getting to, I personally, I would love an ideal world where like TFT is a banger, and like you know we get esports TFT, but I like let's say whatever thirty percent of the community like TFT, and like there's there's like say there is a market for it, uh, but it's not like say what Riot wants, or I mm -hmm. guess the, the big wigs does it just like magically go away in the air of like the Riot Bolt? I don't know what to call it. I'm sorry. Um, you know what I mean? Like, cause Nexus Blitz, for example, I feel like had a, like ha had an audience, like people like Nexus Blitz and it was still, yeah, like not good enough to keep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I can't go into to all the hard numbers on the, so I don't want to say too much for them. Um, there certainly was an audience, but it wasn't, um, large enough to justify the, the long-term existence for now in its current form. Um, I think that there is, uh, you know, a world where it could potentially come back, but uh, it would it needs some uh, additional work and probably additional like out of game support around, you know, meta progression, whether that be missions or, you know, other ways of really making players want to invest long term. Because uh, what we saw is that there there just wasn't the same um, hunger for, uh, you know, Nexus splits even relative to ARM, which has been out for a long time. Uh, engagement, well, you know, wasn't wasn't at the same level. Uh, so I. For TFT, again, kind of to what I said earlier in the show, like we don't know what can happen realistically with this mode. We hope that it'll, uh, you know, go to the moon. But 
um, we want to make sure we have like some tempered expectations. Uh, now I wouldn't worry. It's like if if you're talking about like numbers like 30% of all players are playing uh, TFT, uh, I think that's a number that that's pretty damn healthy for us to be able to support with all these things the community wants. That that may seem like oh it's less than half, but 30% of uh, a game like League is a lot of players. Um, so. Uh, We'll be updating uh, as we go through this kind of journey together on like how things are going and what our plans are. It's I I would love to see it become an esport, but I'm a little worried because I already spend my weekends at the studio, and so if I have to spend Thursday and Fridays covering TFTCS, that would be that'd be tough for me in my schedule. So we'll have to see how that goes. I would love to also yeah. see how many pro players would retire to go be TFT uh, pro players. You know. <laughs> Yeah, or we, how many you get back? Scara. Yeah, back. I know. Everybody keeps talking about Scara. St. Vicious? St. Vicious yep. would love to play. I mean, he's playing auto chess all the time. So uh, the return. We'll, Tara, Inc. Yeah, I mean, Maple did say that this is for just old people. So um, I think that senior <laughs> citizens. Uh, so I think we'll get the the old it's pro the players. Home. Yeah. Well, that's what somebody in chat said. They're like. So somebody in chat was like, Mark likes this game, Scar likes this game, Travis likes this game, Kobe likes this game. I'm noticing a trend. Maple by the way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, I'm sorry. The, can I like hijack the? I have like one small thing for Maple. Yeah, just make it, it quick. Okay uh, Maple. Yep. So like for people that own like not TF like skins, are we gonna be able to get them in TFT? Like just a, a quick yes or no. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make this quick. I apologize. Just just give me a yes or no. Uh, Yes no. or no? Just quick. Oh, damn it. Okay. Do you want to elaborate? Uh, We've got time, I think. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hmm, let's see. How much of that detail do I want to go into? All we have it. plans for skins, um, but they will not be um, via, like, monetization or anything like that. No. Um, so, like, we'll skins we already own won't go into... I'm sorry. I, I really wanted this. No, no, you're good. Your, your question, oh, though, the sk existing skins you own won't unlock in... Uh, TFT. Okay, yeah, that's all I needed to know. We can, you can, Maple, just leave everything else to be a surprise. I apologize. <laughs> have a no, good no, one. It's a very uh, valid question. Lots of players have been asking. Yeah. Thanks, Heisendinger. No, no, thank you, Travis. Uh, thanks, Mark. See you. Thanks. Good luck. Have a good night. By the way, in the uh, in the chat while Mark grabs the next person, uh, somebody was asking about, I think, platforms this would come out on besides PC, and Sat Magic said, uh, we'll go wherever the players are, whether it's PC, mobile, e-readers, or whatever. So, when is the e-reader version releasing Maple? Is that patch, uh, what is, you know, whatever comes after? You release ranked, and then the next one is the e-reader version? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, that's post-release. Uh, okay. You know, set two. Yeah, gotcha. totally uh, in that time frame. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. look, we'll see. Um, I, I don't think e-readers are, uh, you know, the next big platform, but who knows? Maybe yeah. they are. I'd like to yeah. use... Again, it's like... Oh, okay. go ahead. No, you. You're not going to out-Canadian me, Travis. Oh, that's true. I was going to say, I'd love <laughs> I'd love uh, to play it on my, my watch, my smartwatch. That'd be great if I could be sitting around and playing <laughs> TFT. Uh, we got, All right. We'll... We've got a big Next... League of Legends fan, Lokodoko, on the show right Hello. now. Lokodoko, where are you calling from? Um, K-Town. K-Town, okay. In, in what city? Uh, Los Angeles, California. Oh, gotcha. Okay. What's your address? <laughs> what? uh, <laughs> and phone number, please. Uh, what What do you want to talk about the show? So I'm really excited for the game. I think you, Ed, and August all did a killer job on it. I heard about like this carousel mode, and then I've heard the game described as like a party game. So mm -hmm. there are 
very a lot of nuance in Dota Auto Chess that makes it very competitive and kind of like stupid nuances. But if you learn it, it allows you to rank up higher than other people. Um, how much of it do you guys want it to be a party game? Is it kind of like the Nintendo approach to Super Smash, like the original ones where the creators don't want it to be a party game and people made it extremely competitive? Or do you guys, yeah, I'm kind of curious on the general direction of the game. Sure, yeah, I think uh, generally we've been trying to make that can uh, appeal, and this is going to be kind of, maybe it'll come across as wishy-washy, a game that can appeal to, you know, the casual player that just wants, but also the player that wants to go, really deep on strategy uh, and compete and prove that they're the best. And I think like things like the carousel, um, you know, Ascara went into, you know, quite intimate detail on how that worked. Uh, it's it's a very fun moment, but it also has a lot of nuance uh, where uh, you're kind of competing in the center island to get the champion you want. Uh, and you're watching, especially if you're the person who's in first, you see all the champions spot on. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to get to go last. Who are people probably going to go for? I'm watching this thing slowly spin and which champion do I think will be available and near me when I get unlocked? Uh, and it's a really like fun moment, but when you start thinking about those champions and then the items they have, it's like it's fun, it's chaotic, it's frenetic, but you're still thinking strategically. Uh, so it's a really fun thing to do when you're playing with friends and you're on a voice call, uh, but there's still a lot of strategy to it. Uh, and I think like uh, during uh, the summit, I alluded to or described that it could be um, considered somewhat of like you know Mario Party, uh, Mario Party, Mario Party. Uh, meets like Clash Royale, meets Magic the Gathering, meets Hearthstone, where it's like you have both fun uh, and strategic depth. Uh, so I'm hoping to get, you know, that we get to capture both experiences and both kind of like emotional reactions from players. So to, to comment on how strategically deep it could be, I was uh, mm -hmm. I was in a really late game situation. There's like four people left. I was around 20 HP and I was playing against someone and you can see the rounds that are coming up, like, and you know, a carousel rounds coming up. And I needed to upgrade my Aurelian Soul. It was broken. It was the meta. Everyone wanted Aurelian Soul. <laughs> and, like, late game, the carousel pieces rank up, too. So, like, you'll start with one stars and it'll kind of go up. And so it was, like, decently likely that there was an Aurelian Soul there. And I was in third place. And so I was thinking I could intentionally lose this round because I didn't have a win streak anyways. And, like, partially tank to make sure that I went first in the carousel round because the person in last place goes first. So I was in this situation where I was, like, I could kill myself just barely enough that I don't knock myself out of the game to like potentially get this upgrade piece, as well as the fact that there's how much they resell for if you don't get what you want, and the item. So like, there's three factors you're considering, and maybe four if you think about like, I can tank this round because I don't have a win streak to go drop lower in the carousel to pick up what I really need. And so mm -hmm. like, it didn't work out. <laughs> you know, I just, it didn't <laughs> happen, but like, that's kind of how auto chess is. It's like, the, it's it's kind of like poker where it's like playing to your outs. It's not like they're always going to work. And I found like while the carousel was this fun mode where this Korean player is BMing me and I'm BMing him back and it's it's all really fun. If you take it seriously, there is a lot of depth to be had where you're weighing how much is the piece I'm getting because there can be four and five stars displayed at the same time. Do I need an upgrade? Is this someone else's? Like if I'm playing against a mage player and I don't see something I want, I can go deny the Aurelian soul pick because I'm going first or something. And so like I felt like I was making really important decisions in the carousel round. It felt like almost the most important round the entire game because it's when you can directly fuck with somebody else. Uh, and so I really, really like the carousel. I know there's some people had other opinions where like because you actually have to click and move your unit around. So people were concerned about lag and responsivity and like how well that's going to play if it ever goes to mobile. And people were like raising all these concerns. But as a base concept, I felt very like thoughtfully engaged in what was going on in the carousel before, besides like, oh, big dumb thing in the middle. Let's have fun. <laughs> Loco, do you have any follow up questions? Well, 
can I ask why the word party game was used to describe the product? Because when you think party game, like you do think Mario Party, you do think Mario Kart with insane rubber banding mechanics and people of mm-hmm. very different skill levels all can have like a shot to win. And while that's a great game to play at a party, that's not a game like you want to play competitively if luck plays a huge factor and there is huge rubber banding mechanics. So was it just like an accident or is it something you guys are aiming for for it to be more of a party game? Uh, I think uh, when we were talking about it uh, at the Influencer Summit, it, was, it wasn't referred to as a party game, but a game that would be, you know, hearkening on some of the emotions you get when you played a game like Mario Party. Um, and the thing I talked about was um, things like uh, regions that have PC bongs. It's like we would expect this that TFT should be a game that feels really good for players that play in very social settings like that okay. um, because of the virtues of like, oh, we're playing on a shared board. You're watching the same fight I'm fighting uh, rather than we're watching our own individual battles going on. Uh, so there are rubber banding mechanics in TFT, just like there are in auto chess. Uh, it's a way to you know help make up for those games where you're like the the real low roller, but uh, there's not like the blue shell where it's uh, okay. I guess I just get to catch up by like five seconds in my race because I was so far behind. Um, but uh, everything will be tuned. If we find that you know rubber banding is too great uh, post launch, then we'll be able to tune it back. If it's not high enough, we'll be able to tone it up. Uh, we, we're going to be you know paying close attention. Okay, so yeah, by I, party I, game, you guys meant more social than actual like Mario Party like kind of rubber banding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I personally didn't feel like the rubber banding was too crazy. It was basically like once every six rounds, there was that carousel mechanic. Mm-hmm. And it's never like it's bad for someone and good for someone else. Like you always feel like you got something worthwhile, even if you didn't get exactly what you wanted. So like, I mean, yes, it helps the person in last place the most, but um, it's it's just another mechanic that like you can min-max if you want to be serious about it. Whereas, like, you can't min-max blue shell. Or maybe you can. I'm not a pro Mario part player. Also, <laughs> to, to defend the the low rubber band strength, uh, I was shuffled into a, a room with only one other media person and didn't know who was in the other room, didn't have any context, hadn't played it for the day before that everybody else in the other room had. Uh, but I was still stuck in games with these people. So as a result, I, I didn't have any developers or oh, yeah, anybody yeah, to tell sure. me what the fuck was going on. I just had yeah, like a printed yeah. off sheet. So uh-huh. <clears throat> suffice to say, I started losing immediately and then stayed in last place the entire time and then was the first person to die. And then the next game, I started losing immediately and stayed in last place and then was the first person to die. So that th- that case, I did not feel very rubber banded because I just went to the bottom and sunk and drowned. So, uh, at, le- at the very least, there there's some hesitancy there. There was no chance I was ever to climb out of that hole. When we were when we were playing, like uh, Scara tried to open fort one time just to see like what it was like. But I don't know if this will stay this way. But like the losing HP loss was significantly higher. And so like in auto chess, you can like lost spree to like I think it's eleven and be at like 60% HP, like Scara tried that in this game and was at like fucking 40 or something. He, he got obliterated. So like, it's not like, I mean, it's, it's a different game. So it doesn't necessarily translate as like, oh, this one mechanic means the rubber banding's worse than this game when there's also like more punishing HP losses and some other stuff. Yeah. And who knows if it all balances differently on release, but that was my experience playing. Hey, look, yeah, we, we actually changed the damage, uh, the player oh, damage okay. too. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Logo, thanks for calling in. No prop. Later, guys. Have a good one. Hey, man.
Uh, so I think uh, that that runs out of questions. There was one individual who maybe disappeared from the waiting room, or maybe Mark uh, kicked him out because he hadn't invited him, and I, f I forget. But um, no, he he just left. Okay, Project Clean Guy in the chat. I'll just ask this question because I don't know what happened to him or her. Uh, said also, is there any account level progression planned or already in the works? Um, and I'm kind of curious about that because whenever I was there, I saw that there was like an orb thing that I could fill up after the games or something. It seemed like there was some sort of progression. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. Yeah, sure. I'll go into it uh, in a little depth. Uh, first, like we're separating summoner XP level, um, but the progression that you're going to is uh, through like our, our, well, season one is going to be our beta pass, uh, which you have like that daily orb, which is the first one of the day bonus. And then you have weekly missions, which are uh, completed by doing things in TFT, and they reward you with beta pass, uh, you know, battle pass, beta pass. Um, it's beta, so it's a beta pass. Uh, it feeds into the beta pass that then gives you content, whether it's, um, well, actually, I won't go into the, what types of content you can get from that yet. Um, really? I mean, you can. Uh, We've got, I'm fine with that. You could you could start talking about that. Leaks, uh, leaks. I don't know if you leaked anything yet. Come on. Uh, you know, some alternate customization options for TFT, uh, ways to showcase your engagement, how much you've played. Um, yeah, I think they'll... Uh, little little Legends? We're gonna have another oh. jump, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a customization option for TFT that might be in there. Yeah, yeah. you never know. Yeah. yeah. Potentially. What about, what about different boards? Oh, hmm. You know, we haven't thought of that one yet. Well, Travis. good, because if you do it, right. then I get credit. Uh, I'm glad you haven't thought of it. That's, uh, let's, we'll do that. Okay, there's another lawyer now inside the door. They just keep piling up. Okay. <laughs> All of them. They're coming back from home. They went home, and now they're they're driving into the office. Um, yep. I know I know. we're just over time with you, so I, I want to let you go. I'm just trying to think if there's any other quick questions. I saw somebody in the chat um, ask... Uh, if, how long? Oh, TJ Brown asked, uh, "How long will the games be?" And that's a good question for people who haven't played Auto Chess before. They might not know how these run. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so, like, our target um, right now is to be somewhere within like thirty-three um, range. Sorry, you kind of broke um, up. Now, what was that? What? How long? Oh, sorry. Uh, like around you know twenty-seven to thirty-three. We're still trying to figure out what the exact uh, tuning um, can be that still feels like a really meaningful game. Um, uh, we want to be faster uh, than auto chess. We think that we can uh, find some wins to make the game kind of progress quicker, so players can uh, more frequently look at their clock and be like, "Oh, I've got you know 30 minutes. I got time for a game of TFT." Um, I don't know exactly where we're at right now, but we're going to be looking to tune it somewhere within that range. Okay, and then a lot of people are asking about the map size, since I'd heard from multiple people, and I, I kind of felt a little constrained too that that was a big point of feedback was the map is small. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, that was one that was uh, yeah, more, uh, you know, I would say loudly voiced or consistently voiced by uh, folks that uh, TFT last week. Uh, right now, we've made a few changes to general pace of the game. Um, so like last week, uh, and Mark, you can correct me, or both of you, I guess, can correct me if you feel like this is wrong. Uh, like level one units were pretty strong, so people were able to get like two and three star level one units. And then just kind of like coast through the mid game and just play econ. Uh, and get a bunch of gold, and then just level up like crazy and get straight to uh, late game. So having like, you know, seven through 10 units out on the board. Uh, we made some changes to how quickly the game progresses. So players will spend more time with fewer units. Um, so proportionally, there will be less spaces taken up on the board. Um, we're going to, right now, we're committed to the, the current number of hexes uh, that are available. Uh, and we'll be monitoring uh, player sentiment uh, once uh, the game goes live uh, in case 
uh, the perception doesn't change and people still feel like it's it's too confining and they can't find strategy uh, in the placement doesn't matter. Uh, we'll be curious because, uh, you know, when AutoChess launched, they had the same perception that like, oh, positioning doesn't matter. But then over time, players really learned the nuance behind like, oh, I put my, uh, you know, uh, hunters in an L so that they're targeting um, correctly one at a time as the enemy team comes in. And we think there's going to be a lot of nuance uh, to positioning in TFT as well. But uh, we'll, be, we'll be taking a look at board size. For now, we're going to, we're sticking with what we have, looking to tune the game around the, the board space that exists. Uh, but if it continues to persist, we'll see um, what's like a realistic path forward. Mark, Twitch chat thinks you really don't like that answer uh, and that you're unhappy uh, about that. He talked about the, the group last week. I think a lot of us had that kind of a feeling where like come late game, when you had 10 units, first 10 mm -hmm. units on that board, a lot of space was occupied. And like part of it was like the logic of the units isn't super developed when we played. So like I had this comp where like Void kind of reduces armor when, when I was playing and there was a Void Assassin in Kha'Zix. And so there's also these bruisers and there's two void bruisers. So I have like this void bruiser assassin comp, which maybe is just shit and that's why I felt bad. But like, I felt like there wasn't enough. Hello? Yeah, sorry. We just had a uh, internet hiccup or something. Uh, I know you're here. We don't have Richard right now. Oh, maybe Wait, just... what'd you do to him? I didn't do anything to him. He just maybe he's he heard you talking about this and he just disconnected. That was so. It actually looks like that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, he was ready. He was model. ready to be here until he started hearing you complain about the meta, and then he's he's done. I think he must have disconnected because he's not in Discord either. Well, like everything dropped for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you dropped too. I'm wondering if he can't get into the room or something. Oh, he's back in the chat. Okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll move him to. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hello, you're back. <laughs> what horrible timing for that. We. Yeah, it uh, like completely restarted. Not sure what happened there. Yeah, so can you phone, can so. you reset your Skype cam or turn your webcam off and turn it back on? We we suspected yeah, that they're... Mark started complaining about the meta and then that you just uh, rage quit out, um, yeah, unhappily. Yeah. Yeah. Long long story short, I had a bunch of melees which like had a bunch of good synergies with like armor shred and assassins critting, but I couldn't I didn't feel like there was enough space for my comp to really work once people really started corner stacking with you know how the board kind of got cramped up. So that's all I was saying was like it felt to me like board space was a problem. Uh and that was kind of some of our, our feedback as well. And like they definitely uh like we had a lot of conversations with the devs and like talked about ways to alleviate that potential i haven't played since then so maybe it doesn't feel that way anymore yeah. but that was that was when i played it maple i know yeah. we're saying goodbye but can you turn your webcam back on uh i will have to just the way the computers work at right when they restart uh they do it like every night all of the uh, things you download okay um, so well uh, i'll find something to put on your your spot whenever as we're saying goodbye but um uh, anyway, I'm sure the great news is now you've got people complaining about uh, the balance already. So you're you're starting to get into a great place because that's the sign of any good game is when people all disagree on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or, or words for all of the fans out there? I mean, uh, let's see. Like, generally, like, the team, like, not just myself, but the whole team, like, we're super excited to get TFT kind of out in the wild. It's the first time we've done something uh, this big and this ambitious. Um, and really, like, looking forward to, like, building it with uh, the community the way we did with League, like, freaking 10 years ago. 
Uh, like the game is not going to be perfect on release, and we know that. Um, but like help having the community tell us like what things matter to them, whether it be board size, whether it be uh, you know they want summoner uh, little legends or or what have you. Like uh, I'm super excited, and we're going to be um, uh, like incredibly active. Uh, Sat Magic, who's in the chat, uh, you know August. We've got a bunch of people on the team that are. Um, you know, pretty well versed and you know, um, engage with the community. So you can expect that we're going to be pretty, um, you know, verbal and transparent as we uh, release TFT and kind of look to to make it the best game. Yeah. Um, looking forward to it. Are you able to tease us at all on when we should expect to see more visuals or anything, or is PBE the first time that we're going to start to see some of that stuff hit? There, you know, there might be some more visuals next week. Um, at some point next week, that isn't PBE, but we'll we'll see. Okay, bro. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for taking time to do this. I know, I know that your your schedule's super busy, so I I really appreciate it, and I am really excited about the game, and uh, it's super great to have you on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Have a yeah, good thanks one. for coming on. Yeah. No worries. See you guys. Yeah. Uh, so I have a heart out in like five minutes. So can we slam through this this guy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to grab our one last caller. So we had, uh, for those that don't know, we had a caller who unfortunately didn't make it in right before um, the riot Maple Nectar came on. So um, we're going to grab them really quickly and just talk about switch gears really quickly for this final thing, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, C, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? And thanks for sticking around. Sorry that we had to, to hold you all the way through here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, from the Bronx. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? That uh, 100 Thieves, yeah, it's going to be one of those calls. That they should trade someday for solo. Someday for solo. Okay. This is great. I love that after all that TFT talk, we just go straight into 100 Thieves sucks. We need to fix this uh, situation. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, what someday for solo, that sounds like a crazy trade. Um, what, why, why do you feel that way? Because you need... A good top laner to replace someone like someday, and I doubt any like C9 is not gonna let go of Licorice, TSM is not gonna let go of Broken Blade. Okay. And so you get uh, a rookie instead of another veteran on 100 Thieves, or not really a rookie, but he's not established as well. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. Solo has kind of proven that he can play without resources, and you can also try to play into him. And at worst, you're still 10th place. At best, you improve, but there's really nothing to lose. Mark? How, why would Echo Fox do this? They're giving somebody up for a player they can't even use because they already used both their import slots on their jungler and marksman. Yeah, I tried to think of that more. I was mostly thinking about like 100 Thieves on this. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's the problem uh, with trades is they have to make sense for yeah, both yeah. people. So, if uh, the same reason you like Solo is the same reason hundred or Echo Fox aren't going to want to give him up. But I feel like I would much rather have someday than lost. I don't know if that's a fair thing to say. Right, but it's like you're not really getting a great upgrade in the top lane. Yeah. And you can put Apollo back in mm -hmm. and still just have Solo. So why would you want someday over Solo? Mm, I don't really think about Echo Fox on the trade too much, honestly. Just mainly for 100 Thieves. 
Fair I mean, enough. It's a good, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a good uh, thought process though. It's sort of like how can hundred thieves change? I man, it would be so funny to me if it, if they uh, if they did that. You know, can you imagine what that would look like? The other thing that I oh, worry about is I honestly doubt that Echo Fox can afford someday's contract. Um, because that's that would have they would they would have to take on the costs of someday based off of the contract that Hundred Thieves negotiated, which would be insane for Echo Fox. Yeah, I don't know the financials as well, but it just seems like you're taking on a big cost for not really an upgrade, uh, and it's a short term move anyways. It's not even yeah. better long term. So, I it's a it it would probably be better for Hundred Thieves, but it's just probably not going to happen. Hey, C, sorry, uh, Mark and I have to run, but I appreciate the call. And uh, thanks so much for sticking around. Hopefully we'll get you on the show in the future so we can have a longer discussion. Yeah, have a good one. Later. Um, all right, Mark, you need to run. I know. What do you want to, you want to shout anything out really quickly? Nope. I'm going to go see a movie at 11. Okay. Tell Ashley I said hi. She, she doesn't like you. Oh. Really? No, she, I, I don't know. I think I think she, I think you guys are. Can cool. you ask her, A Ashley? Do you like Travis? She says sure. You know, it's not a ringing endorsement. Uh, all right. Thanks so much. Sure oh, we, is better than no. Mark, okay. I need you to wait sixty seconds because we didn't do this, and I desperately need to do this. Thanks so much to Alienware really quickly. Uh, we didn't have time for the break earlier in the show, so I just want to say thanks so much to them. Uh, they, I was just at doing a thing with them today at E3. Uh, they recently announced new M17 and M15 notebooks, which I believe are now available for purchase and order on their website. Uh, they're really sick looking. They look like the Area 51 M design, if you've checked that out. Um, they also announced headsets, which I got to use for the first time at E3. They look really cool. Uh, I mean, Mark has one of them right now, but the, there's two new ones as well. The one he's using right now is, well, it's ironically plugged in, but it is wireless. But they do have uh, some more approachable ones uh, that are still sick. There's a stereo one and a 7.1. They're super comfortable. They look awesome. Uh, so I just want to thank Alienware so much for supporting the show. We're going to do a live this got announced today. We're going to do a live Hotline League at Rift Rivals. So if you're in LA the Friday night of Rift Rivals, especially if you have a ticket, come on down. To people who have tickets to LCS have priority, uh, but other folks can come in as well on the wait list. Um, and uh, we'd love to see you there. If not, please be sure to tune in. Obviously, we'll have an episode between now and then. But look, all I'm saying is Alienware, they announced laptops, headsets, and uh, live Hotline League all within uh, the same week or so and i'll let you decide which of those is the more exciting announcement anyway thanks so much for watching alienware.com slash travis travis 10 off thanks so much to uh maple for coming on and talking about teamfight tactics i'm super excited about it. mark's got a movie to go to this has been hotline league episode 79